sickness. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. And the only thing worse than a coupon is a coupon person. We were just talking about coupons before. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. That's just, that's on my mind now. Uh, and then we just get to the uh, the rat killing right off the bat. Right? It's a dog killing, as it were. Oh. I know. Rough weekend at the, at the Holmberg house. So uh, for all the people, we put a post up on Facebook. And I feel like that's the only time I... I See a need for social media in any is a death announcement. Really, like weddings, deaths, births. That's really where Facebook is. Like it kills all the birds with one stone. You don't have to make phone calls or texts or anything else. You get it out there. People do it. But we put uh, my beautiful Dutchie down. If you're listening Friday, you knew that we were close. Uh, it happened Saturday night, and I have to say before we get into any of the, we won't get dark details or anything like that. There is a company in this town that I've used several times, and it is imperative to all pet owners to uh, look this up, get the number, get the website, and take care of it. We made a joke about it 10, 12 years ago when we saw I saw the car walk, driving down the road, and it said, Happy Endings Pet Euthanasia. And I'm like, Happy Endings? You know, and when I had no need for it, I found it hysterical. Right. And uh, we're like, you can't call it Happy Endings, knowing that that was the term that was sweeping the nation at the time as the brand new, you know, hand jobs from hookers. <laughs> Give me a happy ending, a massage therapy and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, then, then the day came that I needed them, and I got to meet uh, Mike Fixler, who uh, runs the place, and he is a veterinary a superstar. And that guy went above and beyond and way beyond for me Saturday, and he does that for a lot of people. And this this service, if you ever, and Brady, you got pets. Brett, I know yeah. you've had pets, and you got dogs, and this is the most unbelievable thing you can do. For your animal, uh, the happy endings at home at euthanasia. I mean, seriously, just if you, if you don't have a need for it right now, your dog could be a puppy, it could be like three, it doesn't matter. Uh, just keep it in the back of your head because this is a group of people. Not only do they do the job that is just so heart wrenching to have, they do it in your home. Your dog can have that moment at home, and and uh, and you can have that moment at home, which is more important. But they have compassion. They're like super nice people, just outstanding. So there's almost an art to that. It's there amazing. Absolutely how is, and they're they've mastered it. And uh, I don't know Mike well, and I don't know his wife Felicia well. But uh, I text him Saturday and set up a time. I'm like, I set up an appointment. We wanted to get this. We knew we could have one last day with Dutch, and you know, have a nice time, and order pizza, and give her her pizza at the end of the day, and have a you know. And, and basically told him, I'm like, high noon, Sunday, you know, we'll do high noon. And just knowing that this was it, that she had nothing left to give. She had just enough to get through another couple of days before we're like, we're just waiting for a nightmare to happen, an accident that would make us feel terrible. Well, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, she started to kind of get slow and her breathing got a little labored. And it was like, I don't want to put her through another night just in case. I, this is what we're waiting for is to keep her from having a really bad experience. And I called Mike and I said, I know we have tomorrow schedule and I, I may need you tonight. The guy was there in an hour. And I'm not saying he's going to do that every time. His schedule might not allow it, but it happened to allow it. And he dropped everything. And, and his, he was with uh, the pumpkin patch with his family. And I said, it's not like an emergency rush, but I'd rather do this tonight than, than sit and stress over this a lot. Guy, a guy was there in 45 minutes. And it was, not, it was unbelievable. So it's one of those moments where you can take the, one of the worst days that you can have which is having to put your say goodbye to your pet, put your pet down, and turns it into a situation where it's like, God, this was comfortable and easy and nice. And I can't say enough about uh, just the, the the whole process of at home euthanasia. 
let alone this guy and his wife and the company they do. Just outstanding human beings. So I just uh, that's what I walk away from this weekend. Uh, tip of the cap to them. And anybody who loves dogs and animals, there, have that. Uh, and we'll just leave it there. But if you have any you know, desire to see Dutchie or read about it, it's on our Facebook page. We put a bunch of it loaded up with pictures. That's all I did this weekend. Just from Saturday afternoon on, just memories of videos and pictures. You go through that and you just gush. My face still feels like a, a, like I was in a water balloon fight. Just nonstop puffy, crying. You're just a disaster. Uh, and then it just kind of is, you know, part of it. And you start to accept it all. So, uh, again, happy endings is unreal. Unreal. And Dr. Fixler needs medals. People like that doing that. And think about that. Like part of your job, you know, part of your side gig. I know he's a veterinarian as well, but is to go to people's houses in their worst possible times. It's the hospice workers. Yeah. Those people are special. That's There's something. You're either insane or you're just incredibly empathetic to a point where I can't even get it through my thick skull what goes on in your head at all to, to be able to go in and say, I'm going to help these people through this horrible time. And all you see is crying and sadness, and I guess you just try to help that out a little bit. It's, it takes a special person, so. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. There's I no just, way. There's, my dad be, said that to me years ago. He goes, you love animals so much, you should be a vet. And I'm like, I couldn't do it. Part of that is is putting them down or yeah. watching them struggle or, or having to tell families that their dog's sick and not going to make it. I mean, I couldn't do it. I don't I like I think that's in, the motivation, really, that the, you know, for the vets that do it and for happy endings yeah. is they they know people need them. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, again, that's the brain thing that I don't have, which is yeah. how can you be that empathetic? But uh, thank, thankfully they're out there, and they're just great people. So, uh, t- cruddy weekend. That's all it came down to. I know Cardinal fans say, uh-uh, but it was a cruddy weekend for me. But uh, you get through it, and you start having happy memories at the end. And the best part is, whenever you have cruddy times, you remember the first time you legitimately laughed. Like, it's funny, I, I will get emails from people that said, oh, I had this bad thing happen, I lost my parents, I lost my dog, I lost, the, you know, this, or I got divorced, or whatever. And they always say, you were the first person that made me laugh, or the show was the first thing that made me laugh. Or, yeah. I, and last night, it happened to me, and I'm like, that's, because I felt so blech all weekend, you know, just like, this sucks. Dutchie was by far my best friend, like, there's no question. Uh, like, I was, that was my happiness, all just wrapped up in a big, big old ball of hair. And uh, not having her in a house feels empty and everything else. I'm sitting down, I'm watching that miserable football game last night. And I realized that the the NBC uh, uh, streaming channel, the Peacock, have you seen what they're running all month? I, it's, I, how I missed this all month is beyond me. But at the end of the, the thing, Al Michaels is forced to do a promo for Peacocktober. And all, my screen just screamed out. I didn't even see the PEA part. It just says Cocktober yeah. across my screen. And I just started laughing because they got like, and Al Michaels, I say, it's Peacocktober. And that's and I just like, this is great. This is, they know what they're doing. Oh, they're, they're, they have they're, they're, to. It's not even like, Peacock is C-O-C-K. Cocktober is not what you'd think it would, you know, it's hilarious. So I just started laughing like they're doing that on purpose. And I'm never going to forget it because it was, it was ridiculous. Because we always laugh about Rocktober, but Peacocktober is unnecessary. Like they, it was just hilarious. So I just started. Are they doing a special on the app or no. something? Or they're just like, hey, it's Peacock. It's part of that. So here's a few shows that are new to get you to go to it. Maybe there's a special. I don't know. I was I was giggling too hard to go. Come on, you guys. They're, now I'm curious, and I threw it out there, so it worked. 
But Peacocktober is. <laughs> I want to go to that streaming service and see if it's legit. And the PEA part is kind of often a different. It's like a different color. Yeah. And then Cocktober is just just in Halloween letters. I'm like, you bastard sat in an office and said, let's do it. Nobody's. It's the number one rated show on TV. It's the best way to promote our streaming services. I don't even know what's on NBC streaming service. Do they have anything? I don't even know. Just old episodes of Dateline. I mean, that's all I can imagine. Maybe The Office. I don't know what they Friends got. or something. Right? Yeah, maybe. Well, Friends is everywhere. Yeah. Friends is on Comedy Central. It's on Hulu. It's it's everywhere. So, And it's still like the top three. So, Cocktober uh, became my favorite thing of the night. And then I'm like, everything's fine. But I do have to say, all the people uh, that were just, I mean, that reach out on that Facebook thing, that's ridiculous how fast people are. And the, the relatability of anybody who's gone through dog nonsense and stuff like that. Incredible. It seems like and it seems like everybody who says I don't have words or I don't know what to say seem to say all the right things. So thanks to everybody who just took time to look. Uh, tons of people because Dutchie's Pizza was her last meal, and uh, everybody uh, read that I had said that uh, have a pizza with your dog tonight. Just give we her. actually did. Did you? I did. It, Damn it, Brett. Gonna... Medea was reading it, and she's like, we're having pizza tonight. I'm like, cool, let's do it. There it is. I got so many yeah. pictures from it's people too. saying it. Ah, that's awesome. Thank you. And uh, just peep the people serving a slice to their dog which is hilarious don't give your dog pizza too often though <laughs> but uh just a little taste of it it was great so that's very cool of everybody and that's nice of you brett very nice do they like pizza no they talk like pizza. everybody are you kidding me don't you go to town don't you was <laughs> insane for even kind of like out of it we got pat's pizza which is her favorite that's football pizza and she could stagger in on her on like a bad day last sunday when she came into the room she was like She's walked like like the old lady or old man from uh, Carol Burnett. Nobody will remember that. But when Tim Conway would shuffle, like yeah. you do the old man walk, that's how she was walking at the end. And it was kind of cute, but it was also like you knew. But that pizza came, and she worked her way in there like, I'm getting some of this. And she, could, she used to reach up on countertops. And The best thing about Dutchie was her appetite. One time, uh, we had uh, four dozen chocolate chip cookies that Megan made. Megan's cookies are pretty relentless. They're amazing. Like an old recipe or something. Oh, they're, they're good. They're ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Left them on the counter. Came back. And they're gone. All of them. 48 cookies. And I'm looking like, how did this happen? Like, you can't assume that in that time of minute, two minutes tops, 48 cookies have been eaten by a dog. So I'm looking around like, did she pull the plate? The plate's right there. In two minutes, ate all those cookies. And so I gave her a little shot of the peroxide to make her throw that stuff up. I had to get that out of her, so I gave her a, a little thing to make it kill her. It's all that chocolate and all that sugar. She's going to die. At least be diabetic. So she goes in the front yard and just starts throwing up all over the place. Like big mounds of chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, she ate all the cookies. Like Cookie dough. There isn't, well, yeah, it was gross. And I'm like, there isn't one, like, hit, like she tore out all four, and we couldn't believe it. It was, I think it was Christmas, too, so the cookies were a gift for the thing we were going to, and now we got, like, nothing. Like, laughing, like, we were we were uh, the, the treats. And so, Dutchie goes out, throws up in three different spots, and for a week, we'd open the door to let her go out, and she'd go walk right over to the puke spots and try to find, like, lick the grass. Like, she was that big a pig. She would lick the grass and try to eat, and then, like, dig down. Like, she could smell... Dirty barf cookies. And it was seven, eight, nine days. She never forgot where the puke pile was. She never forgot. And she would wander over and just look at us like, nah, somebody mowed this 
bastards. Now we got to do this. It was, it was hilarious. That dog was so funny. It was ridiculous. But the puke pile was massive. So the pizza thing, don't don't make it a habit with your dog because they'll start stealing food. Thanks to everybody who did that. Now, on to something else. Coupons. If you're a coupon person, Brett and I hate. <laughs> I don't know what got us off on that whole thing. We were talking about, oh, oh, because I got an email. My first email of the morning. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, a rough weekend, you know, not feeling too great. And then at 5 in the morning, someone named Kimberly had a no-reply email with the subject, Hi, handsome, how are you? I'm all alone here. Fires over a picture of herself in a bra telling me she's on the sofa with a glass of wine, would love to get to know me, and how convenient it is that right underneath this, it's a big red bar that says, Reply to Kimberly. I'm like, how? what a wonderfully convenient moment. Yeah. Kimberly has done. special. And so Brett and I are laughing. It's just, it basically says... I want to chat with you about anything you like with no limits. We can't touch, you know. But I think you know what I want to hear, and I know what you want to hear. I like this. I'm right here waiting for you. It's 5 in the morning. This this gorgeous woman is alone on a sofa guzzling a a glass of wine and just thought, I'm going to email this guy I've never met before and do this. And, And so Brett and I were saying, who falls for this? Who, but yeah, people I, do because they it happens constantly. Arp land. Yeah, that's what it is. It's uh, pussy coupons. Yeah. That's what we're looking at here. This is a coupon for ass. Look, I did th- overnights for 13 years. There are no third shifters that look like that broad <laughs> on that page that you just showed me. And if None. there are, she has a case of warts that starts oh, yeah. at her knees <laughs> and ends just below her chest. There is nobody that looks this good that has to beg for it. It's all, what I've always said about uh, bus stops, if you ever see a good-looking girl at a bus stop in Phoenix, run away. Because if she's taking the bus, she's exhausted every option of every guy that would have given her a ride, and there's a reason, and it's called bumps. She's got what I call <laughs> bus stop You have to. It's the grossest thing in the world, but it's a bus stop vagina. <laughs> And if she, if a beautiful woman is at a bus stop, <laughs> that means every guy that's ever known her knows the truth. Something's horribly wrong. This one here, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I don't get it. But people fall for it. And it is. It has it's to be. It's fun old. to hear, though, every once in a while. What? You hear one guy go, man, I saw the hottest girl. At a bus stop. Yeah, bus. no, you didn't. You saw. <laughs> what you saw was a mirage. You saw what you thought was a hot girl. Maybe visually her face is still all right, but you did not see anybody good at the bus stop. The bus stop is not where hot girls get rides. It isn't. They don't have to go anywhere. A bus takes them. A truly hot woman. Sorry if you're at a bus stop right now, lady, but you know you're a two. I mean, that's just a thing. But I don't understand who... who, Like, is me clicking on this just to see what it said because it was hilarious just from the subject it's like what happens like is my whole computer now it's right. not mine so i don't care the company can figure that out marcus will be on it i'll get it the most i get out of this is if we click on something wrong you get an email that says stop it and i don't know that i you can't like these are hilarious marcus is turning over in his bed I know. right now going, oh my god i want to read the latest pitch i want to be on top of the scams like the Nigerian prince. I was, got a couple of gems over the... I mean, they're... They're great. They're surging right now for the holidays, I think. Are they they're coming right. at you and that your wallet's yeah. open a little bit? Like, yeah. ready for deposits for you. I just need the following, and they give you the sure. whole list. Well, you sent them your bank account information, oh, right? Of I, mean, I, you I know, sent hey. them more information. That's I'm right. like, that's not yeah. enough. You might as well get it all. <laughs> I got tax returns out and everything. <laughs> I'm just doing photos and uh, docu-signs and firing them This over. would help. This stranger needs me, and I just need to hand them over some stuff. <laughs> but we were... T- I like... It's, it's a coupon for ass, and I just don't understand it, and it's the strangest thing. But people fall for it because it keeps happening. 
And it goes back to the people with like the coupons. Sometimes oh, you do coupons because it's a good deal, not because you really want the thing. I don't know how many restaurants I went to with you <laughs> because your ex and Megan were Grouponing. Grouponing whores. Let's just call it out, the way whores, it is. Grouponing whores. Yes. I'm like, I'm not going to a Groupon. Tony Romas, when I worked there, taught me one thing. People with coupons in restaurants are the lowest form of human. There's troglodyte. There's like like mud micro something or others. And then there's people who use coupons in restaurants. If you have a coupon in a restaurant, the staff hates you. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Not a soul in that place wants you as their customer. And the restaurant's in trouble. Like, coupon restaurants are in trouble. If they already have a special, that's one summer. thing. Summer. Summer always is the oh, uh, big they, time. Yeah, if they make you carry in the coupon, that's when they're in big trouble. Like, if they've got a two-for special or something going on and it's just part of the deal, that's the menu. That's different. Or your nightmare for uh, oh. Mother's Day or Father's oh. Day. Or Mom's oh. three or Dad's. It, look, but that's a deal. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So long as you didn't have to cut it out and hold it up for someone else. Because basically what they're doing is having, they're, they're scarlet lettering you. They're having you announce, I'm willing to stoop this low for a meal. I'm willing to just, I'm willing to flag myself with the actual physical ticket of coupon. I remember being at dinner oh. one time and she breaks out the group out. You're oh. like, absolutely not. I'll nope. pay full I'm price. paying for it and I'm going to give you another <laughs> 30 bucks to never use that. Oh, it's a good deal. It's halves off. I'm like, I'm not interested in halves off. The This, No. We came here because we wanted to, not because some paper told us to. Hey, that's how we got screwed into the Dalai Lama or uh, Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama. That would have been more entertaining. <laughs> yes. Having the silent Dalai Lama sitting on that boat would have been the best part of that awful. The womanizer boat. Dalai Lama. Yeah, I'm Rupa. totally fine. With, yeah, the good one. Yeah. The one that used to nail all the broads. Writing poetry and nailing ladies. <laughs> was like Dalai Lama too. I think he was like the he was an early Dalai Lama. But that dude's like, I'm not taking any valid silence. I'm hammering all these bitches. Yeah. The steamboat, the Dolly steamboat. <laughs> we had to group on that. The yeah, ride that's wasn't what it was. worth it. Where's the group on for the full tank of gas I had to spend <laughs> to this thing? But uh, we were because t- uh, someone I'm going to mention, but not by name, happens to be uh, related to my wife in the ways that he was the sperm that created her. Oh, and I'm not going to say who that is. But uh, he he's a couponer. And Megan came to me last night and said, "Oh, my dad bought a vacuum or something." Like what? She goes, yeah. He, says, he, he saw a deal, and he bought a vacuum. But the different the, the vacuum only works on like hardwood floors. And then if you want to go to carpet, you got to change out all the parts. <laughs> like what modern day miracle is this that you have to actually do physical changeouts of the brushes to go from rug to? And she goes, he it's Chinese. He bought it off of the internet. It was it's hilarious because he used to give Megan like presents of things he saw. It's like you're gonna like this. It's like these Chinese gifts. And I'm like, it's probably going to rot your head off. I mean, it's probably going to burn skin. But yeah, couponing. I just, it kills me. We have to come up with a better way. Although I do think it's an announcement. You did it at Porkopolis. I just remember we did. We did. Uh, Why? One year because you got uh, summer cash. Because times were tight. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a GoFundMe. And there's a lot of people that are similar to you that once they get the Groupon, they're like, I'm not I'm, doing I'm it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I would never. First, I would never do it. Like it's a didn't. Yeah, it's just those two first. Anything. Uh, Tony I have Lama a problem. Um, not a big problem, but I, I buy probably two or three a year. Usually, it's someone in high school, and they they sell those cards. Oh, you know the fundraisers. Yeah, I have one right now for this. Uh, have you ever used yeah, it? 
No, it, it gets Nobody's you ten nope. swigs. There's that soda shop that makes these. It's a total. Uh, they make fake soda. Well, they blend them together. They make soda drinks. They're actually they just pour Seven Up and Dr Pepper together. And they'll yeah, oh, and they'll blend it with uh, some other stuff like. <laughs> we used to do that at Seven Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that was the, the big gold. Called it the Kamikaze. It yeah. is yeah. or the spider. Yeah, the suicide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. had a name for yep. it. We all went down the line thinking we were getting away with something. The guy didn't care. Yeah. It's a, yeah, and yeah. so they made a business out of it. There's like two or three so delicious swig and another no and mostly in the East some kid was see this this is back to you answering the door too much though. <laughs> this goes right back to you opening the door no, for some it, Yes, it, it, was, is. it was no it was Kirby's uh, oh, preschool Kirk. teacher has daughters. So and they're in high school. And again. They reached out. All right, what how? do you need? At the house. No. They called you? That's Mark that, through uh, their mom. You're Ronnie to me. You got a target on your back, man. <laughs> they saw a sucker out there. <laughs> Wait a minute. So they called the family, and it ended up to you? Text Ronnie. And said, have Brady call Ronnie us? Goes, hey, you know, so-and-so's doing a fundraiser at their high school. Oh, well, they're selling cruddy soda. See, I was, I, Valda, who used to work here, Red Thunder, got mad at me once because her kid was selling candles. And, like, uh, you're buying candles and stuff, you know? And I'm like, well, why doesn't he do the work? Like, you're not doing I'm not buying anything like this. This starts a bad trend because then, there it is. There's the swig card. Look at this. Oh, you, you got, got ten drinks on the back. He's still got ten free 44-ounce oh. sodas at the swig. And I don't know where you go to, where do you go to redeem this? To the swig. The where swig. is that? There's one, I think, on. Uh, Never heard of it. Williamsfield, maybe. That's depressing. What did that run you? Your ten free sodas. 20 bucks? Crawley. <laughs> $20 for 10 free sodas. I remember my dad. It cost you 10 bucks. <laughs> I remember my dad bought those coupon books one time oh, from one of the oh, neighbor kids. Yeah. Yeah. He literally gave him 20 bucks and he threw it right in the trash. Yeah. He goes, we're not going to use it, yeah. so just, I'm just giving him 20 bucks. even take the thing. Here, yeah. kid, here's $20. Go nuts. You guys are unfamiliar with the swig. You know the swig? Oh, yeah, because we're in, we're in the Mormon hotbed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what it and is? That's, that's what it is. It's their swig, soda rush. And uh, I what thought was they the were so delicious. So, delicious. so they just don't no, drink soda brand name. What are, I don't understand. They're they're everywhere, they and they all Pepsi. have they all have trucks that go to every little community event. No kidding. Yep, Brown and one. Gilbert's one. Yeah, that's the heart of. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That buy okay. Yep. Right. Well, enjoy those ten free sodas for twenty dollars. <laughs> we're not getting that. We have, we have <laughs> it's two bucks a soda. I can give it to you, Toledo, if you're, if you're hitting the swigs. It is, it is heavy sugar. It's the swiggle in. How do the Mormons not all have diabetes? <laughs> I don't know. Because they're not really using the coupons. They're just I, I $20. Right. The, only, the only reason that place is in business because they're selling cards nobody uses. I'm telling oh, you, John, people. I'll take a picture next time I'm Act. over there. Line around the block. Go going some nights. They sell soda everywhere. So it's, homemade, I understand it's homemade pop. It's not like you go there and get a Coke or a Pepsi no, they, or something. No, they just it's not homemade. homemade. They make they these unique it, yeah. drinks okay. out of soda. And they have like these craft sodas. So it's some <laughs> spectrum child's fever dream. Yeah, exactly. It's like a kid who just can't stop exactly. pushing all yeah. the levers yeah. at the Circle You've K. You've got craft brewers in our neck of Mesa. Oh, We've got craft, craft soda. soda. Well, you need that. to move. You'll like yeah. it. Yeah. I'd move out in a heartbeat. I was like, this is our cool bar. It's a non-alcoholic soda. I guess they just recently, like in the last twenty or twenty-five years, got back into the caffeine. So yeah, the and, cold and drinks. They're in heavy. Yeah. Oh, they're they're invested. <laughs> they're in yeah. Heavy. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Well, that's ridiculous.
But Brady, you, I'm worried about you. You're a mark. You're, you're the. They skipped over Ronnie to get to you. That's how bad you are. Yeah. They were like, uh, call his wife and have his wife contact. He'll do it. Contact the guy who can't say no. I would have said no to that in a second. Who are you? I'm your daughter's preschool teacher. Is this about school? Or, no, I have daughters as well, and they're selling stuff. I'm like, so what? Click. Oop. Do they still have dial tones? Because <laughs> she'd have heard it. Did you Did you know her daughters? Yes. How? They babysit Kirby. Oh. So you were pretty close to them. And they still didn't yeah, even take no, the time no, to come over and knock on the door? See, that's what I get. She did when she, she delivered the well, car. of course. You said you yeah. were going to buy it. Of course they're going to, with bells on, show up to give it to you. I don't like this little... She sang... She did a whole presentation. I think it's because when I was in Little League, we had to go door to door. Like, we had to do it. My dad wouldn't take it to work. Right. My dad wouldn't do it. He's like, no, you're selling for your Little League. I'm not going to bother my friends about it. And I would have to actually go do the Little League candy bar sale. And the worst part about that was you give a a 7 to 12-year-old a box of the most delicious chocolate with, like, the Krispies in it. And I was into them for about $7 to $8. (laughs) They were a dollar a bar. But I had to do that. So I see uh, when Valda had Trenton. He's selling candles. I'm like, I, so he is not. You are. You have to help him. Why? Candles, candy. And then she was like, yeah, selling candles, not candy. Yankee. I don't Yankee know if it, was, or whatever. Like, it was a brand name. It was yeah. a bunch of candles. And I'm like, and she's like, he has to win or he gets it. Like, if he gets this, he gets some sort of treat. And I'm like, well, he's not doing anything. Do you get it? And then right across the way, I think Jill at the time was selling her kids were selling something. Elise's kids were selling. I'm like, wait a second. I don't have kids for a reason. So none of their friends come over and hit me up for their charitable donations. I give to plenty of things. I don't need to help your kid win a trip somewhere. I Larry David at an argument in front of AJ's once because some parents were trying to get me at the AJ's on 44th Street in Camelback. To, Please donate to our, ch- our child's in the Bells Choir. I'm like, oh, he's got the palsy. That's terrible. Oh, no, no, he plays Bells. Like, oh, I thought his face was sliding off. I felt bad for a second. Which would have been an unbelievable <laughs> the bells choir. Cho- I would watch the Bells Choir. The singing Bells Choir. <laughs> the Bells Choir has to happen. So much more than what she was actually selling. It was kids who played Bells. And I'm like, first off, you're abusing your kid. No kid wants to play bells. This is a mom thing. Second, you go into Australia to play bells? They don't have bell players there? They got to farm it out to Phoenix? <laughs> and you want me to give you $50 yes, and you're, yes. you're parked outside of the goddamn <laughs> AJs? Well, that's just, it's like you're raping people out here. Can you pay for your own kid's trip to Australia. I know, with that blazer on and the crest. And, there's, and the kid's sitting there, and he's dressed up. He's got a couple of bells in front of him. Like he's going to do a solo. All he can do is one noise, you jackass. You, you get what do you need for this? Dun, dun, 15 grand dun, dun. for the trip? Now, I've seen the bells play over there at the Botanical Garden for Christmas, and it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm not paying for them to go anywhere. I'm not Australia. Paying them. I'm not paying for them to go from that room I saw them in to their car. I'm not paying for their gas to get to the botanical. That's you chose to play bell. It's gorgeous. The best is when you throw some money in there after they've been working hard out front of that Safeway or AJ's, and then they get in their Jaguar and go home. I'm not throwing money in anybody begging me for stuff outside. It's no different than a homeless. When you're begging me to send you, you, have you dropped money in any of those jars? I'm going to reprimand you. I'm taking it out of your pay. You have put money in one of those begging jars. 
Outside of a Safeway, anytime somebody's trying to sell you something outside of what's for sale inside. Uh, oh, he's done it. Damn it. No, he has. Look he's got a swig card, for God's sake. He does. A good point. Brady, you've given. can't say that I haven't, but I, have. I don't recall the last time. Because you've done it so often. You've done it so much <laughs> that you can't even think about the timing. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that one. But stop buying that stuff. And to this Kimberly lady with a no-reply email, I mean, ridiculous. You should have a boyfriend sitting around drinking red wine at 5.30 in the morning with a bra on your ample bosom and your iPhone <laughs> to take photos. I just got to know these people who fall for it. And then you get into that other argument. What if it isn't a, what if it isn't a scam? Well, you can always and try I, and see what happens. I think that's what the IQs of 85 do. Well, this might be real. Just in case. Click, and the next thing you know. Well, what do you got to lose? If you're that dumb, you probably don't have anything to get stolen anyway in your identity. So they'll get your, basically they'll get your Social Security and your bad credit, and they'll get nothing out of it. Anyway, a great way to start today. Damn it. And hopefully Kimberly finds a guy, despite looking like, uh, you know, she's been hit with buckshot right around the vagina area because of all the warts and disgusting things. Uh, it's 614. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. Uh, I have a source, Brady, Yeah. Uh, that I will not reveal, that I had a conversation with uh, yesterday evening about the sun situation. I got sources. The sun's, oh, boy. The sun's are in a pickle. And I'll tell you something. We uh, Well, we'll get into it in a second. All right. The Robert Sarver situation is a thing. I got the source. And it isn't Kevin Ray, for those of you who are like the only guy I was just going to say everybody's calling that one uh, out. It's not K. Ray. It is not Kevin. He was busy yesterday at the Cowboys game. Are they playing? I don't even know if they played. Maybe he didn't go. I don't know. No, they were on. And then he was busy doing something else, and I, I hadn't even spoken to him. But it isn't Kevin, so I won't I won't throw him over. I got a source. I got a source, Brady. Inside the facility. My handy-dandy notebook and all my sources tell me. And I got news coming up on the Suns. You'll see. Hear it here and only here. And I got permission to tell. It's even better. Uh, it's 6.15. Let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Oh, for God's sake, stop. Somebody just uh, sent us a thing that said, we think maybe we found an Instagram page worse than Brady's. And it's uh, KEZ's Beth McDonald's page. But I'll tell you right now, Brett and I both agreed within the first three clicks, Beth's is better. Yeah. Because she's got some alcohol on there, and she's giving you ways to make unique drinks. And then a couple of shots of Beth back when she was relevant as a uh, woman before her 40s. And uh, not bad. She wasn't sour milk. When she wasn't all, you She was expired. Curdled cottage (laughs) cheese. We didn't have to pasteurize her. Yeah, we're just swinging a big crank around. I'll tell you what. I'm, I, I, we need to have, like I said last week, a, a programmer that looks at all this stuff and says, sorry, your ratings are too low. We have to cancel your page. You can't go on like this. It's just, it's, uh, there's no gatekeeper to what entertainment I, I was telling these guys, I just I was driving down the road yesterday. I went to grab some food, you know, in zombie state after you lose your dog or a day or two, just kind of like, meh. Go grab a, a quick bite. Took my car through the car wash over on 7th Street and Rose. Heading back down Rose. Rose is kind of a small, thorough way. It's like a passway. It's like a two-lane road, but it gets from A to B. It's got a couple schools on it. It's mostly neighborhood, but it's a little wider than normal, so it's a traveled road, but not crazy. And I see these two people in the distance fighting they're arguing like crazy hands are up Italian argument as I get closer oh, I realize they're Asian 
I couldn't see the lady real well, but I'm like, that's an Asian fella. He's going to perform some sort of karate on that lady with those hands. There. And then as I get closer, uh, I realize that they're both doing the same thing. And these people in their early 40s at 12 in the afternoon on a Sunday are standing on the side of a road with their phone propped up against a light pole doing a TikTok video. And I'm like, stop. No one, no one wants to see. No one cares about two 40-year-old people who aren't attractive trying to be entertaining on the roads. I wanted to hit him with my car and do him a favor and put him out because I wasn't in a mood for it. But we need to have, like they used to, like NBC would look every day and go, all right, well, these shows are performing. These are clearly not. Are they worth tweaking or are we just cancel them? And that's what Instagram and TikTok and all, they need to be tweaked. It just needs to be tweaked. With, with all the streaming services, nothing gets canceled. Nothing gets canceled. That used to be something, yeah. that used to be a job of someone's to say, we need to cancel this. People don't need to be fooled into now thinking. everything has an end date. Instagram doesn't care, but NBC used to be like, we can't have this in our in our family of shows. It's embarrassing. Instagram's like, everybody, go ahead, be entertaining. It's terrible. My dog death announcement was more entertaining than Brady and Beth's page together. <laughs> it's going to have more views and everything else. It was just a fantastically entertaining thing. And more uplifting than watching anything on what I saw with Beth outside of her drinking herself to death, which clearly she must be doing. Well, she did take a picture of a bug, and Brady got a little butthurt about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, stealing. Because, yeah, that is, that's like one of the Awakenings guys stealing the other one's tennis ball. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Why can't you be more like Peacocktober and just be entertainment wall-to-wall? Peacocktober. Scott Haynes has fired off a lineup for Peacocktober, starting with La Brea Law and Order STD unit, which is good. New Amsterdam, my dick hurts. <laughs> and, of course, Chicago Fire when I pee. That's very solid, Scott. Well done. Yeah. You can bring back Mike Hammer. Why? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so said, dude, I just woke up. You're making me blubber like a goddamn baby over my cat I had to put down last year. This is your fault. God damn you. Uh, Josh says, sorry to hear the bad news. I had to put my friend down two days before my birthday back in August. Thanks for being able to share your story with your dog. Uh, It helps more than you know. Uh, Chad says, never easy to go through the transition of uh, losing a furry loved one. Transition. Yeah, you do. You transition. You do. Uh, This is a good one. It says, uh, no matter uh, what, the joy, the love, the everything else we give them, it's never close to what they give back. We're lucky to have their snuggles. Uh, Yell at them for getting in the trash. Uh, From the play that they run around, their wake-up barks. They never really leave us. I saw the pictures of Dutchie on Facebook. It made me smile. What a goofball. Uh, just like my Reese, who just turned 11, she's, uh, she knows exactly how to push my buttons. But she can make me smile at the exact same time. If they're happy and live a great life, then we will do the same. Cheers to Dutchie. And, John, since your transition, don't take this the wrong way, but I love you, man. Uh, Chad McDaniel. Well, we can be uh, heterosexual and homosexual and love each other without the, the nasty blowjobs and sex. Unless you, know, you want to pop over. Uh, somebody else emailed and said, you're not reading all the stuff that comes up. I am, actually. I've read pretty much every post that's come up on the face. You can't help it. I'm just, I look at the pictures of Dutchie constantly on it. So I'm doing that. And the crazy part is, and I had somebody say that. It's like, look, George Carlin said this years ago, and this guy on, on the thing reminded me. He goes, George Carlin's great quote is, life is just a series of dogs. And it really is. I mean, that's really, truly all it is. And you're just lucky to have a few in your life that you're like, wow, I got a, I got a 14-year run in my life with this amazing thing. And that's a nice thing when you think about it. You only last 80 if you're lucky. Uh, and then you get uh, 14 of those years to spend with something you really care about. The pandemic 
made it so I got a lot closer to my dogs than, you know, even normal. Like, it just coming, you couldn't go anywhere. So we were hanging out with them. They were the fun. Like, I'd go and play with them in the yard for hours on end and then have nothing else to go do it again. And so we got into that whole thing. Uh, and, then, and, I, and then as I was looking at Beth and Brady's uh, Instagram page, I realized I don't know a single human being in my life I wouldn't kill to bring Dutchie back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they said you could get rid of every, like, I don't have a single person or like, do this if I could have somebody. Brady, or I'm uh, sorry, Brady, Dutchie, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about killing you. Uh, if I could have Dutchie back uh, and it meant uh, losing someone, I'm like, uh, okay. Isn't that terrible? But it's yeah. true. Yeah, it is. Like, if they said Brady could die right now and it would mean Dutchie would come back and be like, yeah. so long, little friend. <laughs> I don't like people that much. I like you too. That's the weird part. It's just yeah. a that much factor. I don't have that. You're going to want money eventually and stuff, and that's going to be a problem. Or you're going to be buying those uh, swiggy coupons. cards. And <laughs> What did you do? Dutchie never answered the door. She always barked at people to go. Like, that's why I think I like dogs. They bark when someone comes towards the door like I do. Like, go away. Nobody needs you here. There's no excitement of who's on the other side. They want them gone. It's an intruder. But, yeah, I thought about that last night, and I'm like, man, if you could say you could replace any person in the world with Dutchie. Like, you don't get to pick, but we just, like, oh, yeah, I'd do that. I'd, I'd sacrifice a human for that. <laughs> you have all your dogs back? And that's how most people think about people. I don't that think same so. That right? way. I don't think so. That they people would, are they nowhere near as good as dogs. Nowhere near as good as dogs. They're, they're, it's not black and white to where they're awful, but they're nowhere, right. they're nowhere near the quality existence of a dog as far as the way that they're, they're wired. Yeah, most people would say, like a person they've lost, like, would you replace? Like, you'd probably do that with your parents or a kid or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, if I lost them, would I replace? Would I, would I, would I give the dogs up to have that person back? I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that I have that. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like, like, has passed in my life. So I'd be like, that person comes back. I'd give up one of my dogs. Nah, I'm not going to do that. I'd keep the dogs. <laughs> but if a magic bean came down and said, Toledo has to go, and Dutchie comes back. I mean, all of us would be like, yeah, let's bring Dutchie back. I mean, there wouldn't even be like much of a debate. No offense, Toledo, but no way you I'm come with you. Yeah, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I think Toledo threw his dog in a garbage can. That's, That's right. <laughs> uh, breaking news last, uh, what was it, Friday or Thursday? Uh, the, the Suns are about to have a Gruden Festival uh, right here. I think it was Friday afternoon. It was a Friday afternoon, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, the ESPN is planning an attack, basically. This is the Pearl Harbor on the Suns and Robert Sarver, and uh, the details have not come out. But this is a... This is, is a guy even from ESPN? I thought he was saying... writer? Is he trying to get a job there or oh, something? Well, the, the dude that's putting it together is an ESPN reporter but he's got obviously he's got yeah he's got the people inside the thing that are are, he's just compiled tons of stuff he's got to have access it's not like some guy off the street that but he's also got people i don't know what he is and i don't know who's doing it the details are sketchy but this is weird because it's like brace yourselves everybody we're gonna crush this team and the sons have already come back and said it's all fake and we're not gonna bow down to this uh, my sources say, Brady, I've got a source inside the Suns organization that said it is gigantic, the news. Some true, some not true. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, indefensible 
in certain areas, and they've known about it for a long time. Then he said this, which made me feel great, because this is all I need is a little ego pop. When you say Robert Sarver's taken a step back over the last few years, and you've noticed the team doing better, this is why. Wow. No kidding. A little while ago, the reason why he stopped being what you knew him as is because there's a behavior shift that had to, like, pull him back and say, let the team run with other people. How do you make his money? Uh, I don't remember. About real estate? I mean, I don't don't remember. Like, it's all locally? No. California. He's a California guy. I don't remember. I think it was San Diego or... Yeah. But either way, whatever's going to happen, sexism, racism... Uh, hostile work environment, like, and 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 I was told that some of the stuff is just flat out, like, come on, really. Some of it's very Gruden, where the language used was inappropriate. Uh, some of it is like going to be super uncomfortable with uh, treatment of uh, opposite sex wow. stuff and the tolerance of said uh, work environment. I don't know how true just this the source sons is. Or all but, his business. Uh, as far as I know, just the sons. That's all they're targeting. It's got a bank. I guess it's that's the true. sons. I guess that's true. But I don't know. And so I'm talking to this person. He was like, you can't say who. And I'm like, I'm not saying he still works in the in, in the vicinity. In the, he's a son's adjacent, we'll say. Not paid for by, but son's adjacent. And uh, used to be there. Isn't anymore. And he's like, you, they've known about this for a while. And he's not a happy. Well, I'll say this, too. The person I was talking to n- did not have a quality uh, breakup. So with, can when, he when be he labeled as disgruntled? Not disgruntled, but pretty darn happy that this is going down. Not displeased that this is about to hit him. Now, the problem with that is, is that it, it could dismantle this team. Now, right. people who were here a long, long time remember in the 80s, when the last time something like this broke, and I don't know how big this is going to get, but talking to him was interesting. Uh, back in the 80s when the Suns players were running drugs down at, uh, you know. The uh, Madhouse at McDowell? Well, they weren't doing it right out of the arena. They were going to bars and stuff. And the players were involved in a massive drug running scandal and like it was absurd. the only one in the NBA. Oh, you know, but I mean they were pretty bad. Like the, like you'd have you'd show Well, they're like, pretty brazen. Yeah, you had a few players that were just wandering in and they were the mules for the for the drugs cuz they're like who's going to suspect these local celebrities to wander around and they would go into I forget what bar it was down, downtown, but it was a pretty popular place. And, you know, running back and forth, running. They were running the drugs, and as far as I know, selling the drugs. And I was a kid, so I don't remember all the details, but I remember it was an absolute disaster. Now, I've had a theory for years that there's a certain group of uh, businessmen that came they to town. They cleaned it up? Well, no, 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 Brady. They wanted to buy those sons. They wanted to buy the sons. Not saying, I'm just saying, maybe if we started to talk this group into doing some work for us, we would take down the current ownership, and then we could step right in. It's how they did Vegas. They basically wandered into Vegas and said, you hillbillies aren't running anything properly. Watch this. They made all the hillbillies do dumb stuff until they lost their business, and then they, they quietly came in and, well, we got this. I got nothing on this. We're so sorry that the last owner was so corrupt. We just have no idea. If, in fact, the Colangelo group gets the Suns back after this, I'm convinced it's this, that I was right in the 80s and I'll be right again. You know what, though? Look how much better Vegas was, though, once ah, they took it look, from the Hillbillies. There's no doubt. when the, when the, Look, the Hillbillies tried to get it back, and then the straight-laced people tried to get it back, and the mob's like, okay, go ahead. 
and it started to tank, and they just yep. like give it back. The to The straight laced people went, "Hey, kid friendly." Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that, that worked was, for about that five was, minutes. That was right around the time the sons were going through their thing. And they're like, "Let's do, <laughs> kid, let's make it a family thing." And the mob's like, "Yeah, great idea." Meanwhile, they had been stymied by RICO laws for a little while. Well, you just wait till we're we're clean here, and then fifteen <laughs> years later, like give it back, and they got it back, and it's thriving again. But yeah, the, so in the eighties, the sons went through an absolute scandal. And this was a cow town in the 80s. Nobody paid attention to Phoenix. It was a, it, nothing was going on here until like the mid 90s, maybe early 90s. Like Charles Barkley really was the one that made people notice. Phoenix was kind of just a little weird cow town resort city. It was big and it was growing, but it wasn't, wasn't on the map. It was Tucson, but it was ready to take wow. off. You remember the 80s? Oh, yeah. It wasn't a thing. I mean, somebody like Dave Pratt could thrive here. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how lowbrow this town was for a little while. But, uh, yeah, so that scandal, I don't think it's as big as that because that was jail time. And Then they had to dismantle everybody. They traded everyone, everyone. Larry Nance, Walter Davis, like this gaggle of all-stars, James Edwards. They had a bunch of dudes on that team that had to go. This new thing, and again, grain of salt because the person I'm talking to may be rooting for this to be bad. Yeah. But did tell me, oh, it was, it was a known problem. And I'm like, what was the biggest thing? Was it racism? Was it? He goes, no. He, he did say that the racist stuff, he, he doesn't know anything about. He said, but uh, there was a lot of uh, commingling in the office. Good stuff, though. Very dramatic. But I don't want to see it. But then I don't know how to feel. Will I stand by Sarver if it turns out it's just a Gruden situation? If there's some emails and they're witch hunting this guy back 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, and saying he said something terrible in his emails, I can tell you right now, and anybody else who's up in arms about that, they can go F themselves. Because over the weekend, while I'm going through, you know, sadness and misery, I'm still passing along Alec Baldwin memes and terrible yeah. stuff that oh, 10 yeah. years from now could be considered just awful. And I don't care. Because I know everyone's doing it. And if you want to take people down for every text or every stupid thing they've ever done, get in line. you'll get everybody. So we're all doomed in that regard, and anybody who acts, you know, above it is wrong. I, t- I completely think that if you did a full investigation of everybody, they, they, you'd find something. Because when you're looking for bad things, you find bad things, whether they're, you know, intentionally bad or not. So The people that run SWIG, think about their emails. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> this, the, I almost called them the SWIGs. <laughs> Almost gave them their own thing. And that could turn into something terrible real fast. Because that would make their, their customers a certain type of... Can't say. Yeah, no. No, no. The swiggers that wander around inside. I'm those are regulars. Uh, those are the regulars, right? This is terrible. Right there. Canceled. I'm a proud... That's right. I'm a, Brady's one of them. He's got a card. He's a card He's a carrying a swig. It sounds just awful. Got a, just got a meme from him. There's Alec Baldwin. What is that? Oh, he's got a teardrop on his eye. That's very nice. Oh, people people that want to act sad about the Alec Baldwin thing don't have phones. Because if you do, you whether you have... You, everybody's got a friend that might do one thing too many. I have all my friends that go too far. I don't have a friend that doesn't do it. And uh, so I don't want to hear from any... If you, if, I don't want to hear from anyone. I'm always shocked still when people are like, don't know who Barry Wood is. Right. Like, you have a phone, right? Like, yeah, you have friends? Sure. You didn't get one Barry Wood text through the pandemic. He was he was more present than Dr. Fauci. How do you not know this? Anyway, so back to the Suns thing. If it turns out to be something, like I've defended Tom Brady in the past, and I don't know how that happened, but he was 100% right. If this turns into the John Gruden 
Give us your emails. Yeah, give us your emails 10 years ago. Now, again, the difference being they're investigating him. If this comes from something else, and they're like, oh, we found that Robert Sarver says that. But this evidently has been brewing for a long time. And the one thing that stood out to me when we were talking, he said, when you talk about on the air, when you say, it seems like Robert Sarver's understood. Now, I've given him credit for just recognizing I, I, he stood back. I have to step back. I'm, I'm, I'm not helping this team win. I have to give the people that I have put in these positions their jobs to do. Uh, he said, when you say he stepped back, he has intentionally stepped back in hopes that people just stop paying attention to him and that he's tried a new culture and a new life and that he's less present he's certainly less present at the games he used to be real mouthy and on the on the uh, baseline there it's odd so we'll see the truth to this i don't know i'm not a gambadoro type that says all my sources are real but this is a guy who was in the building so interesting because um you know if you look back on when you talk about him on the uh court being a little more mouthier, more vocal. I think of Mark Cuban. I mean, if someone, you know, he was very involved. In Cuban's a super fan. Always has. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but you could turn that around. The, the scary thing is, is you could take, I think, anyone uh, and take their emails or their messages. Sure. And if you want to make a case and point out, it just, it doesn't look good. Never. But, I mean, the difference with Cuban and Sarver was Cuban was winning. Cuban was loud on the sidelines, and yeah. everybody loved him because the team was good. They were they were a competitive super team because I think the of owners Mark Cuban. came in or whatever the commission one time and said you gotta yeah they called them down but they do yeah. that to all, they do that to every owner yeah that starts to challenge the system. Uh, Sarver's not challenging the system. Uh, Cuban came in and said your business plan sucks right and started to to kick the old boys network around a little bit and say hey there's there's opportunities here with. The internet, you're not, you're missing tons and tons of stuff. And at the time, Mark Cuban took the Mavericks over. The the ratings and the NBA were in decline. It was the only major sport that was actually declining at a at a clip that was going to make it just obsolete. And they had Kobe and Shaq and all these players at them. He's like, we've got the product. We're in decline because we're not paying attention. So he was what Jerry Jones was in the early, in the NFL. When yeah. Jerry Jones took Stirring over, it up. he came in and said, "You guys have no idea how to run a business. You're running it like it's 1955." And everybody was mad at Jerry Jones when he changed the name of his own stadium. He fired the old guy, Tech Schramm, like got him out, not even going to be a consultant, got rid of Tom Landry, and, and then and then said, I should be allowed to keep my own money from Cowboys sales and things like you, revenue share and everything. He created a plan that made revenue sharing fair for everybody because he was outselling everyone. He created that thing where he's like, in my building, I should sell what I want. I should own this. Personalized license seating. Everything that we have today that's normal Jerry Jones came in and threw rocks at the old windows. Sarver's not doing that. He came in as a, yeah. as an owner that needed help, uh, as an owner that and, and evidently rubbed people the wrong way doing it. It's like you're not even winning, and the city didn't like it. So we'll find out. But evidently, this news and oh, and that was the other thing he told me. He said uh, they were going to wait until the end of October, uh, early November, to start bleeding out info. He said, "Don't be surprised if it's tomorrow." I talked to him yesterday. If it's tomorrow or Tuesday, now that it's got fire. Under. He said, don't be surprised if you start seeing little clips I think it'll be this week. You think? I don't know. Because they play on Wednesday. They don't play today or tomorrow. I think they'll try and get ahead of it before the game because they're going to want to ask all the players about it. Well, they didn't mention it much at all. And then the Portland game, the Suns just got blasted right. Saturday night. Beat the crap out of the Lakers Friday when it all broke. So I'm like, I don't think anybody cares. And then Saturday just got obliterated by Portland. 
And I have to wonder if it's like, uh, all right, guys, brace yourselves. This is going to be a rough go. Who knows? But it isn't going to be good. Evidently, whatever it is, is not going to be good. And if it's just emails and somebody's on a witch hunt, we'll find that out. I can't imagine uh, at all this becoming uh, the norm. But that whole thing with the Redskins happened, and there's 650,000 emails, and one dude got hit, and then all the rest of them were buried. Somebody else is in that mix doing terrible stuff. Nobody's saying a word. Now people are starting to ask those questions. Well, it starts to look like, why were we after John Gruden? Because this is clearly a targeted attack of one person. Because you don't have 650,000 clean emails and four dirty ones that get one guy in the deepest uh, hole he's ever been in. It just doesn't occur. Especially if he's sharing with another guy who's under investigation for the very same thing and they found him to be dead clean, I guess. Right. So the Sarver thing, we'll see. But, I mean, I, I people are like, I'm curious to see what you... I reserve judgment on it simply because this could go two ways. This could go right into that whole misery of... Of this culture that has to go get everybody for every word they've ever said, and also could be uh, an unhappy employee that's like, "Watch what I've got on you! I've got a slew of emails that makes it so hating you was easy." We could do that to everybody. Everybody's got something. Oh yeah. So, Scott asks uh, John, "Did you ask your uh, informant if Steve, if Sarver was the real dad of Steve Nash's kid?" <laughs> no, that. That was, was that during the Colangelo or was that Sarver? That might have been Sarver's last Sarver. couple of years. No, I'm pretty sure we all know that was Leandro Barbosa, which is weird because Barbosa now works with us with Nash for the Nets, so it might have been Jason Richardson, who was the other suspected father. That was a real one. Yeah. We've had a couple of awesome paternity suits here in our NBA world. Uh, not suits, but paternity situations. Remember when Brittany Griner and her girlfriend got into a fight because uh, she came home pregnant? Wrong surrogate. Like, one of them's name was Glory something or other, something like that, and Brittany, and then they had just gotten married, and then they got into a domestic violence over paternity, which I found paternity. hysterical that the WNBA had a paternity problem. Because <laughs> Brittany thought it was hers, I think. Was her, her girlfriend's name was like Miracle Wisdom Superstar. It was the dumbest name I've ever heard. She was a player, too. But then you got the Steve Nash story years ago, where his wife gave... This is rumored, but there's way too much smoke not to have this be real, that he was in the delivery room. She had the baby. He knew there's a, there's a chance this may... That's not my kid. This, well, beyond that, he knew that it may come out. Like you put a vanilla cake in and a chocolate cake comes out, you're thinking, uh-oh. That's not my cake. Somebody else switched cakes. And uh, in the delivery room, he asked for a divorce. Good and, and then within a week, Leandro Barbosa and Jason Richardson were traded. Good man. Sure, That's good man. Sure, too. sure. But then denied it all like it never happened. And now Leandro and him are working together again. So I think it must be the other guy. <laughs> if it's so Robert- not Steve. Robert Sarver has a uh, heart center named after his father now. You think that if this blows up badly that they have to rename the heart center his, down in U- University of Arizona? His dad's no, name his comes dad's off? His dad's name. I don't know. But they're both the yeah, but he, he donated the money for yeah. it, so yeah. yeah. He I'll named bet they it. changed it. So I wouldn't doubt it. It would just be the... Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't keep that around. If it's as bad as people... But he said it's bad. I was told this is not good. And there's no escaping it. Like, we'll see. But that just basically means the NBA comes in like they did when Donald Sterling 
threw the N-bombs around all over the place. Uh, talking about Magic Johnson kissing his girlfriend. He thought that was the grossest thing in the world. Cause, because, ah, you can't go hanging around with him. You're getting pictures of yourself <laughs> kissing him. People are going to make fun of me. Because he was an old man who thought AIDS was still transferable by partying. <laughs> You're in a room with it. You're good. And then he had some choice words for that. And then the NBA stepped in and said, you're going to sell this team. Well, what they didn't realize was that the Clippers at that point were worth $2 billion. So the winner was the N-word thrower. The NFL has has that too. Jerry Richardson, they bounced yeah. him. Like, yeah, for sexual harassment yeah. and terrible behavior. Well, yeah, lots of stuff. And then he gets to sell his team. Right. Which and I don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, okay. Yeah. We're going to force you to... You're going to yeah. force me to make $2 billion. When Sarver first got this team, it wasn't worth, it was worth half of what it is now. I just looked it up, now. $400 million is yeah, what he got. Bottom, which was a record at the time. Yeah, it was like, yep. and, and it was a struggle for him to get the money, yeah. which was everybody's like, well, now we've got a house-poor owner. He can't spend any money. Spend it all on the team. And everybody's like, well, this will never work. You spent, and now the Suns are like a $1.7, $1.6 billion thing. I might intentionally toss a few N-bombs around to make them force a sale. and They'll, they'll do all the legwork and find a new owner. All right. N-word, N-word, N-word. And they're like, oh, my God, he's, he's got to go. I'm like, I'll be fine. Trust me, when I buy my island, you guys have no idea how little you'll see me. So since you asked, uh, the return of Steve Nash. So Steve Nash 2.0 yeah. coincided with him buying the team. So they both ah, started in 2004. Okay. So and then he so was he here was for eight years. So the first eight years of Steve Nash 2.0 were Sarver years. So the baby drama could be Sarver's. Although I don't think you could recognize the baby with Sarver's right off the bat. Plus it came out <laughs> a complete jackass. <laughs> Either way, interesting times over there in Phoenix Suns land because it's a... Uh, I've never seen a story do this. Just wait for this. Like I've never heard of the... Yeah, it's you, a, you wait for... It's, a, it's almost Geraldo's vault. It's yeah. Like, uh, there may be nothing to this if you keep saying just wait. Although Ronan... Pharaoh's thing that came out about Harvey Weinstein was a whole lot of just wait I got a ton I can't do it yet and then little leaks here and there and then all of a sudden you find explosion. Out, I, like I had heard and read that the reason why Pharaoh's stuff Gonna didn't kill come out right away is because it had to be vetted legally A it had to be vetted legally B he had uh that his operations well the Israeli his army was yeah. following yeah, Ronan Pharaoh it. around yep. uh, like he had what are they, Mujahideen what are those those are the Mujahideen uh, no no that's not them I think that's so. The, that's it? the Middle Eastern guy. What do they call? Oh them? yeah, yeah. What do they call him? Uh, the guy, you know, Eric Bana movie, <laughs> Munich. But those guys were the badass black, the black ops, ops of, yeah. of the Israeli army, and they were following Pharaoh around. So you're like, we got to make sure we got this right, and everybody needs to know. And the people, all those witnesses, were getting followed around. It's a great story, but that was one that kind of Mossad. Mossad. There you go. Crazy. Boy, would they be mad if we? Hey, Mossad, we're sorry. We confused you with the uh, oh Mujahideen guy. <laughs> Magic Houdini guy. Well, they both be mad. <laughs> oh, neither of them are Mujahideen happy. Is. You yeah. thought we were Jews? <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were filthy sand people? Okay, all right. Sorry, guys. I got my words mixed up. Either way, the server thing. I don't know. I don't know what to think, but it was odd. And I got tons of, like, Friday, just loads of people like, oh, my God. Just when they get So what happens, uh, I mean, how do you feel? Now all of a sudden you jump back in. I'm fine. As a fan, I, mean, I still this, like the if team. If this season all of a sudden just goes, oh, it could go south. Yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, these are those moments where you're like, uh oh. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are a perfect example. Which would stink. In 1994, Bill Belichick was their coach. 
they were uh, like six and one to start the season. They were a serious Super Bowl favorite, and then their owner announces Modell says we're moving to Baltimore. I can't get a deal here. And actually, it was some dude named Paris Glenn Denning who was the mayor of Baltimore at the time that spilled the beans and ruined it. And that team fell apart because they're like they quit on the. There was just too much pressure all around them, and that was a really good football team. And then a few years later, the Browns became the Ravens, and within five years, they'd won a Super Bowl. So it was. I could see that happening to the Suns here that they just collapse because of it. Who knows? But it's also kind of one of those things where I don't know. I don't know the details, but I know that sexual harassment or a, a workplace that sucks, there has to be some sort of a, a, I don't know, to make it public. If I had a bad experience here at the station and everything and tried to make like people know or whatever, and there's a few of us, and we just kept it under wraps, and then all of a sudden the station is doing gangbusters business, is the most popular thing. Like you can't imagine the rise from where it was when I was here to what it's doing now, and then I get mad. It feels like when the getting's Once good, I'm going to take them down. You had an opportunity to go after this when no one would have paid attention, you know? And it might have had more impact then because they have a right. chance to, to rebuild from yeah. nothing then. So, in a way, from, from what I was told, which is like, no, this has been kind of brewing for a long time. We feel it. They, they, they were covering bases a lot back then, which is why James Jones, the general manager, came out with his announcement and basically said, all false we got this covered you wouldn't do that as an organization unless you knew like they had a big pre-prepared statement going none of these allegations are real like they've seen and heard them so reading uh the gm's note he's seen what's coming if you if you read what he wrote he's like i know everything that's coming and i know that all of it is is uh, you know and i understand where they're coming from you know you got to throw that out there because you know the way it works now is immediately once that accusations out there oh sure you got to have a statement but if you read his statement if you read his statement top to bottom yeah he's seen the details he knows what's coming yes because it's unfounded it's this it's that well what's unfounded we don't know anything it's all unfounded everything the the, the accusations i'm like well there haven't been any yet so he knows and discrediting the uh, source right oh this guy doesn't even work the the people who said it or this yeah and you're like you know everything that's coming like you know which pitch is coming here. You're the Houston Astros. You you know what's happening. So it's it'll be interesting, but it is kind of when the getting's good. It's like, oh, you're rich now. Now I'm going to say it's when uh, when people get divorced, and the other one has like a good five year run, and the ex wife comes back and wants to boost up the the monthly. It's like, well, he's living high on the hog now. Yeah, but you got divorced years. Ago. Yeah, but now my the balance of power is too high. I don't have any respect for that. So we'll see if that's the case, too. Because now that the suns are good, it's a little bit harder to say, where were you when, on the downtimes when you allowed all this? Oh, when they got you as many clicks back then. Exactly. Wow, that's that true. Thing, yeah. And you, so you start looking at, like, what, what's in it for the person saying so. Because yeah. now it's going to get a ton of spotlight. It's a team that was in the final. But if they knew about it for a couple of years, then, then it wasn't somebody doing that. They just, you know, crossed and dotted the entire time, and it just happens to come out when people care about the suns. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to be good from what I was told. And I didn't get any details. I just, my sources tell me it's bad. And there's a reason why we haven't heard from Sava the same way as the old day. You can see it through, as clear as looking through a Pella glass window. John Gambit, ding dong. Sources tell me. 
I was eating my I, I, Brady. I nearly spit up my udon noodles from Payway, but of course you can't spit those you up there. Too delicious. That. I would never spit them out. They give me great power. <laughs> so I immediately asphalt swam over to my source's house because I don't need water to swim. I use the asphalt. It's a little tougher, but I'm the only man who can do it. Then I Golden Gloves box the telephone pole. I won in under a round. Crushed it, Brady. Severe brain damage to the telephone pole. Horrible. Got, took a sip of filtrated water. <laughs> Talk to my sources. But I have a source now, so I feel a little gamba ding dong. Anyway, what are you going to do? So, whether the suns play well or not, this is going to be the thing. And I'm kind of hoping it's just a little, it's like a firecracker that just goes. Yeah. The, the, anything that gets this much pre-hype, I'm expecting horrible stuff. So it's not good for the accuser. In a way, this is a really smart PR move when you're accused to leak out before the information can be like, oh, my God, something horrible is going to happen. And the accusations are unbelievable. And so you set the bar so high, you expect Robert Sarver has, like, body parts and, like, he's like Robert Durst. Like, he's got murders all over the – and then when it comes out, oh, he's kind of a jerk at work. It's like, ah, big deal. Well, we played that uh, last week. You know, I, I pulled up the Letterman show Yeah, where he basically had this stuff going on. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to. Well, he was being uh, uh, get it early. blackmailed. He got he got out in front of the story before the news did. He yeah. broke the news to all of us on his show that he was being extorted. And Letterman's case was unbelievable. And then he had to come clean on the, yes, I've been sleeping with my staff. There has been a lot of inappropriate. Uh, and choking. Well, I mean, and the crowd's the clapping, part, yeah. But he basically said, "Yeah, I've had sex with women I work with, and it has been an environment that that was encouraged, and we had a lot of inappropriate relationships." But he got he got ahead of it. Lucky for him, one of the people he had the relationships with tried to blackmail him for two million dollars, so he became the victim. So all the others. But I have to think, if you're in a hostile work environment and you filled out papers and they're not doing anything, and you got all that, and you didn't. Follow up. I, I don't know how it works because I guess I'm I'm not a, I'm not the type of person that can. If I'm in a hostile work situation, I'm going to be hostile back. Yes, I would agree. With you that. know, and then if it all falls that, apart, if they're yeah. doing something really wrong, I'm going to to the point where I'm just <clears throat> I can't move on. I'm going to go after. Them. But if that if that's the case, if you do go after them, does that then shoot down the possibility of coming back i'm saying see there's where that's kind of what i'm getting at yeah. if if that's the case then i was never interested in justice i yeah. was interested in getting paid right so i i if it's but i'm a, saying if you got because you fought back you got fired right then you've now got a you case have no well you do but do you because absolutely it gives them more ammo on the other side of saying well the behavior of this person was right if you've got documented behavioral problems yeah, yeah. If, I, if i'm if it i'm it becomes more difficult i think look but it's it's all paperwork yeah you can sit and have paperwork. everybody if you've got jackassery paperwork on your file and you file later there it's a hostile work environment i'm like you're causing it yeah then you got nothing. Yeah, but, but if there's it, nothing on you, and all of a sudden they try to spin it because you're like, I, I've made complaint after complaint after complaint. Yeah. They got nothing on me, and now I'm fighting back, and they're firing me. Yeah. You've got a huge case on your hands because they never read anything in your file that you didn't sign or see. Like, yeah, I, that's I've the heard thing. Of you have to be told. We, I know that's what I'm yeah. saying. I've heard of people saying, you know, well, he's got a file that we've had this on. Like, I didn't see any of it. I didn't sign any right. of it. 
Yeah, you can make up so, a file yesterday. Yeah, Who exactly. Knows? You have to be able. You have to be. But I don't know. You have it to just, acknowledge whatever's in your file. There has to be kind of a pussy factor involved somewhere that you're like, look, I I wasn't happy there, and now I'm making it there. You know, or there's the boy. This was a detrimental place to work, and I had to stay. I guess. I was gonna say, I can't know. there be a line where you're trying to make that company better, whether you're there or not, or trying to make a better work environment for the people to follow you? Uh, the work environment thing is new. Our emo- we have too many emotions. What our, determines our, we have, that? We have, yeah, we have too many emotions because yeah. emotions are now involved in work, and business used to be emotional. And it's better that it's not. But there's too many emotions involved, and that means that emotions are varying. So a hostile work environment to you is different than one for me. I totally agree, but I, I, use this place as an example. Our previous owners was a good work environment. Our new owners, I would say, is a better work for environment. For you. Now you talk to someone else and say, sure. Chuck's words different. were horrifying. Yeah. The things he'd say openly in hallways were not a comfortable That's work That's why I say Hubbard has been a better work <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, right. was it? Yeah. It was not. Some people would say John walks around and says inappropriate things. Right. I make an uncomfortable work environment. Hopefully the malicious intent part comes into play, yeah. but I'm not sure it can. Not a lot of people know what that word means. Right. They're too stupid to know, and they think in you know terms of, of, of black and white where it's like it's either all or nothing. And so, yeah, you don't know, but that's where I'm saying emotions come into play. When it used to be business, like work used to be hard. People would say things that hurt your feelings. You had to suck it up and move on. And now it's like emotional. Now it's like, oh, I didn't like how this person just talked to me. And that becomes a hostile work environment. I think defining hostile work environment has got... Because you think, like, like it, the hostile work environment for our cushy little uh, fart show yeah. is totally different than what's oh, going yeah. on at a smelting plant yes. or something where these people are actually... you're talking about safety. Well, you're talking about safety. You're talking about, like, this. the, well, the tolerance of yeah. language is going to be different. Oh, yeah. Like, everything that goes on on a construction site... That you move construction workers right in here and say, be yourself, boys. Oh, man. It's going to be a nightmare for our HR department because they won't be able to. And we're pretty open around here, but still. It's all just these ebbs and flows because emotions involved at work. And it should be to a certain degree, but it also should be pulled back. And it's all about paperwork. That's it. You, if Toledo's got seven different Always things, it's that this jackass has been on the, on the verge of getting fired seven different times and he's coming after me now? Sorry, kid. Not happening. Unless I'm really wrong and you have a case. And even then, it's like he's been a bad employee the entire time. We have we have backup. You're not going to win. Courts don't look at your emotions. They basically look at, like, what's been going on here? He's, he's filed 72 complaints against you guys, and now you're firing him because he's doing another one? That's a little heavy. And the thing that uh, is frustrating that you've seen happen throughout the years is the companies sometimes are like, we don't want to take it to the court. Let's hey, just write him a check. And Brett it's cheaper Mad for Men. us to go that route. Yeah, we yeah. watched Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that better? Oh, Doesn't it, it seem I, like that I was I wish I was living in those days. I mean, uh, sure, take out the bigotry. Most of it. Because <laughs> some of it's kind of fun. <laughs> and you, and you, look, you look at the way it was going. It was like work was probably not comfortable for most people. But that was it was all even. Everyone was a little uncomfortable at work, so no one had a real complaint. Like, well, it's bad for me, but it's bad for them, too. Like, you were never singled out, for the most part. They didn't have an HR department. No, Don Draper would drink the day away with you. I was going to say, I agree with that. Where's the bar card? Bring it in here. And then where's our squiggle card? 
the uh, <laughs> like you'd have those moments where like this is uncomfortable for everybody. It's just the way it is, and people were a little tougher. I think maybe it wasn't right, maybe it was. But they were a little tougher, and now it just seems a lot. Like, now, yeah, and a now lot. it just seems like paydays. They were, but then you know there was a lot of times that underlings did not have any voice or anything. Sure, so and you need there that. was some, but now it's about now it's about a payday. It now it's way, now it's less sure. about you feeling like I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this workplace and more about a, I'm gonna get the guy that got me and I'm gonna get paid doing. Yep, it. they look at the HR department as an ATM. Yeah, just I'm gonna get paid. Very well said. <laughs> HR department means I get mine mm-hmm. and I get revenge. It's not about being the person to make like this whistleblower for Facebook. That person's legitimately trying to say there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I look at that and I'm like I don't know if. I don't even know her name, but I'm like, she, I, it feels like she's doing something to say this is wrong. I may be wrong about that, but yeah, it I feels get, that way. I don't, I don't feel like she she's, yeah, she's not going after Zuckerberg yep. personally and saying, and also I'm going to get paid for this. Like but she the might, environment needs to change. but something horrible is happening. Not only the environment, but like what they do. Right. Like they are corrupt. Like this is bad for the future of America. She's in Great Britain today talking to them going, it's not good for you either, but. Like we can manipulate that 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 thing can manipulate way beyond your imagination, and they know it. So I don't know the server thing. We'll find out, but if uh, we'll have to weigh it all out later. But uh, by the way, uh, just got an email that said it's not a story anymore. It just got squashed this morning. Someone figured out how to get rid of all of Sarver's emails to where no one would look. It's now posted at Boss KUPD on Instagram. <laughs> it's gone forever. No one will ever see them, and if they do, they'll be so bored it won't matter. I'll tell you right now, I'd rather... It's, it's I'd a rather, dump. I would rather read every legal document in this case than look at Brady's Instagram page. I would rather... Here's a here's here's the tax code for 2022, John. And also, you can look at Boss. Oh, good God, no. Get that computer away from me. I'm going to read the tax code. Front to back. If I finish the tax code in a reasonable amount of time, will it eliminate Brady's Facebook page and Instagram page kind of like uh, the Back to the Future? Just kind of disintegrates. Oh, what a dream it would be. Because I got... Do not go there. I got emails from people uh, saying, your boy's at it again about Toledo. And then every once in a while I get one going, he posted. And I know exactly what that means, he posted. Nobody says can't wait, by the way. That's not part of it. (laughs) They all say, you got to stop this. This is tied to you somehow. I'm like, I know. I'm not happy with it. But he's not alone because everybody's got a stupid Instagram page. (laughs) They think they're being entertaining, but they're not. Very rare. Uh, What do you got on the big board of musical treats? Hopefully something Uh, for Mr. Sarver. (laughs) All right, the Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Still running their winter soft goods sale, so 15% off uh, select carry soft good items. So getting you guys ready for getting you guys ready for the slopes. Your, what? Of ski slopes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Come on. It's hostile work environment. <laughs> uh, plus, plus you got the best wrenches in town, so if you're not doing the hills, I won't even say slopes anymore. If you're not going to be riding the hills on the and then they, in the powder... Get that bike all tuned up. Yeah, They're going to hook you up with everything over there. But look at that. I, I, I policed you, myself. You did a very good job. Policed myself this yeah. time. But uh, So check them out at actionrideshop.com as well as on the Instagram and Facebook. And I was talking to else, Josh so. about the Sarver thing this weekend. Yeah. We were texting back and forth because both of us are kind of like, what's going on? 
Like, it just seems like it's being built up. By the way, Scott Haynes just said Sarver signed uh, some of his staff to go work on an upcoming movie called Rust. Well, that's a bad idea, but he's trying to get, trying to get rid of some witnesses the old-fashioned way. That's what Colangelo would have done. Well, we got to complain them. Don't worry about it. They won't be around much Relocation. Longer. We relocate them. We get them out. Uh, on the list, we got Tool, Machine Head, Highly Suspect, Seven Dust Angels, Son for Dutchie. Yeah. Uh, Metallica, Primus, John the Fisherman, because they're playing tonight. Uh, Clutch, Megadeth, oh, Pantera. Geez, I forgot about that. Primus is here today. Yeah. With Wolfmother. That's I a good show. That, I think Wolfmother got dropped off. Oh, the they show. did? I think. Because of uh, COVID and all that this kind of is stuff. The, yeah, this is the one they're doing the they're doing rush, whole rush yeah. uh, tribute, yeah. That'll be interesting. So that's tonight at, uh, what are they calling it now? Federal. The Arizona Federal yeah. Theater. All right. But uh, let's get for, all your details for, there. It's Sanderson Ford Concert Calendar. Sounds like there should be Confederate flags on that. <laughs> the feds. I don't know why they're common feds. If we do Primus, you should do too many puppies for you. Oh, hey, 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 too soon. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. What a diss. I didn't even go to Chicago the yet this morning. Man, oh, man. I know what I'm going to do at your funeral, Blue Pin. <laughs> hey, you were going to kill me earlier. I would do it in a heartbeat if it would bring Dutchie back. I, would, I don't know. But you give me as much joy. Oh, I know I don't. Actually, I know you I know much I don't. Joy. I'll, I'll no, step up on that no one. I absolutely that. know that. And I have no problem with you saying that about me. I think it hurts Brady's feelings. But if you said, look, <laughs> if I could get my dog back and you had to yeah. die to do it, I'd be like, you know what? I understand that, Brady's what about why you'd kill me for? Yes, Brady. In like seconds. If I had, had to do it, run. If I had to do it by hand and like show up at the magic man's house with your like intestines. Here's his intestines. Now work your magic. The only way to bring back your lover, Dodger, is to disembowel Brady. Bring me his intestines. That's going to be a haul. I'm going to need a friend for that. But I will be right back. (laughs) Traffic uh, permitting, I'll be back before the hour's out. (laughs) What are you here for? i got to disembowel you to bring back my friend. What? But we're friends. No. We are friends, but... But see, I like when she's in my house. (laughs) 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 That's the difference. Uh, we do a little Primus. Never bad to start today with Primus. Yeah. Concert Psyching Rock for tonight. Or we can start with Rush and get people excited about... <laughs> well, see, it's one or the other, Toledo. They're playing Rush. What's a farewell to Kings? Which one does... It, what's on that? Tom Sawyer on that? No. no? I don't think any of the hits are on that one. Who wants to see this? Right, let's pull it up here. I knew they were doing a Rush thing, but I just now read that it said a farewell well, to Kings. They're doing Rush and other stuff? Uh, that's what I hear. It oh, says, wow. performing Rush is a farewell to Kings in its entirety. Closer, Closer to, to the heart. It's probably uh, the song yeah. you'd know off of it. But they got those 11 like and 10 minute songs. One, and No, no, it's been uh, 77. Oh, I thought that was one of their 80s ones. The big show on Saturday with a, the, with a real band cover and stuff. Who wants to hear all of Rush? But we do one Rush song. The Night of the Singing Dead, because Neil Peart is dead. The Rush is on the list. That's going to be a better show. Save your money and go to our thing Saturday. It'll be more fun. <laughs> Although Primus is fun. All right, we'll do a little Primus start this day off. That's it? Closer to the Heart's the only good one off of that? Uh, there's other stuff, but, I mean, that's the only ones that most people will recognize. But hearing the bass go the whole oh, yeah. way, because if anything, Claypool can oh, keep up with Gaddy. guys insane. Ridiculous. And Primus is an amazing well, the guys jazz band. Went to the the Willy Wonka thing, and they yeah. said it was amazing. Well, of course. And they're incredible musicians. That's the best part. All right. You got it ready? Yep. All right. Let's do a little Primus here. 
Concert Psyching Rock for tonight's Rush tribute with Primus. Maybe or maybe not Wolf Mother and a band called Battles. If you want to go to the Arizona Federal Theater, what's your ticket? 50 and 30 bucks. That's not bad. Not well, probably more today because it's day nah, off. That's true. Yeah, day off so service fees and stuff, too. Uh, so there you go. Uh, here you go. It's Primus. It's your wake up song. It's 98 KUPD. Uh, I just saw a hot air balloon go by right over Camelback Mountain. It was the neatest thing. It just dropped behind it. I was going to tell you guys, but I wanted it to be my moment and mine alone. (laughs) Thanks, Dick. (laughs) It was beautiful. I was watching it the whole time, and then I didn't know what it was going to do, and it looked like it was going to mash into the mountain. It just kind of went right over the peak and then dropped behind it. It It's quite stunning. You guys should have looked. should be more aware of your surroundings. I would have helped you out, but you know what? You're all adults. Figure out your own lives. What am I, your babysitter? Put your head on a swivel and look around every once in a while. Just watching the hot air balloons go by? <laughs> just That's what I do now. Why don't you just watch Brady's uh, page? Oh, God, because hot air balloons moving are incredibly entertaining. There's fire. Both spectacular. They're moving at a breakneck pace by comparison. No, not both spectacular. <laughs> One, majestic and stunning. The other, your page. <laughs> oh. I'm just glad Dutchie wasn't here to see Brady's page. The worst, uh, and people are sending me like songs that, like, we're sorry about. Here, play this song when the show's over. This is this will reduce you to a, a mass of blubbering tears. Eggleston, why? Oh yeah, I know, I, and I'm gonna do it. It's almost like you regale in it. You you sit and say, I need to. While I'm all cried out, I think I've been wrung out the whole weekend. You're dry. Oh my god, it was just, oh, just ringing and ringing. I teared up looking at the pictures last night. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, look, there's nothing about that dog. It wasn't awesome. So, yeah, so I think I'm all dried up. I don't think I can. The only thing that gives me hope is that that wizard shows up and asks me to disembowel Brady and I can have her back outside of that. I'll give you 15 feet of the intestines. No, no, I'm t- I, I got to take the whole thing. That won't See, qualify. It's soul for soul, Brady. You got to steal it. Get, get it back. And it's not like you'll embody her, it just brings her back. Yeah, there isn't a single. People hang around long enough. You get that little blip with dogs. And they're just so great. Anyway, enough. Stop sending me sad things. <laughs> Songs and stuff. And again, I'm going to do it all morning. If you haven't already, uh, just in your phone, keep Happy Endings Pet Euthanasia in your phone. And it sounds awful to say that. But when you need them, it's the greatest gift you can get. It's unreal. <laughs> this is Brady, how do you make two Instagrams? And F them both up. Yeah, I, it's a good question because you screwed up the last one. They canceled you. Right. You say it was because you were too hot for Instagram. Canceled. I don't know. Yeah. They just deleted I it. I never found out. What... I found out. Nobody could take it anymore. You're responsible for too many deaths. You were that Japanese suicide forest. Jake Paul went through once and counted the dead bodies and almost lost his job, so they cut you off. They put a fence around it. They never sent you a letter or anything. Just like, get rid of this. Yeah. And that was the one where you were actually trying. Like, you were putting out, like, you were putting on costumes and standing in front of stuff. You had your, yeah, you had a lot. Well, of it was, yeah, you promoting whatever was going on. You know, right. the r- restaurant originally, and Brady and that, Sauce. Yeah. Wild America. No. Wild terrible, things. Terrible. All of it. <laughs> to the point where the wide open landscape of the internet said that's the one thing the internet doesn't need. We got snuff films. We got no more. No more. This I won't tolerate. Eliminate it. And don't tell him why. And then you started your new one. And somehow or another, 
took it down a notch. It's amazing. Somehow. You motivated me. <laughs> I don't know how. It's not my motivation. Trust me. It would be better with a little bit of push from... Look, we could make that thing better in a second. A second. Just delete it. Just delete it. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. We can make it better in one second. Just gone. The internet, you'd smell it like fresh cut grass. The internet's better today. What's going on? Now that anchor that was on it is gone. <laughs> uh, anyway, Brady, you keep doing what you do. Your boy's back in town, by the way, this week. I don't know what that is. Guy Fieri. Oh, is he? That little he doing? Yeah. They set up in that parking lot again at that Bashes. <laughs> you know too much about the Bashes parking lot. Well, it's hard not to see when you drive by and there's production trucks and... Bashes. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's someone else's show. Bashes just put out a restraining order against Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. You've got enough. Uh, yeah, stop it. And if Guy Fieri's, I was looking, I flipped around and he was on something. And his little stupid shirt collar up to his ears because he's a turd. He's got a stupid tipped hair and his bulbous head sitting on top of those shoulders with zero neck to speak of at all. I was yeah, I'm gonna, the coolest dude in the world right now. Blap, blap, throw raisins on it. Shazamo. I thought about going over there and um, recording and say, uh, could you wish my friend John a happy birthday? Oh, yeah. No. And you <laughs> wonder why I kill you and bring my <laughs> dog back. Is he on Cameo? Of course he's on Cameo. Anything. That little. He was the most. He loves you. Look, he was most ignored kid in school ever, which is why he's such a flamboyant turd now. Like he's got a, he's just an attention-seeking weirdo. Standing in parking. My friend Johnny's watched every Triple D three times. Huge fan. Anybody with a catchphrase is a turd. It's just terrible. Put it on a flip-flop. Ding dong. Nobody likes your food. You know that, right? Like, not a soul. Every restaurant you've ever touched has turned to crap. How are you still a thing? The tipped hair. He's actually not on Cameo. I would have bet not surprising. Money. Money. He just signed that big contract. Yeah, he got a huge deal because other... That was to keep him off cameo. Other brain-dead <laughs> trolls can't <laughs> stop watching. I don't get the guy here. He's awful. Uh, it's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report brought to you by our friends at Hooters and McUltra. You got football. Close out the week. Seahawks and who tonight? Uh, Seahawks and Saints. Saints. That's not a bad one. Well, maybe. Seahawks are... Jameis and Gino? Yeah. Come on. It's not the matchup we'd hoped for. Come on. Uh, it's on anyway. But Drew Brees and Wilson, then you got some. That game last night was tough to stare at. Oh, my God. The, the, through the rain? Through the bomb cyclone. Uh, and the culture. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. I oh, know, yeah. It's an atmospheric river. I know. I, heard about, I read about it on Friday. But it's an atmospheric river. We bomb cyclone. We read about it yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's just started a couple cat years five. ago. Cat 5. Yeah. It's a Cat 5 bomb cyclone. So they just made it up two years river. ago. I don't know. It's always that, been a thing, but it's know. never been a name. Atmospheric river. Whatever. There's a river in the air. Stop it. And California bitches and cries they don't get enough rain, and then they get rain, and they bitch and cry there's too much rain. Uh, you people can never be satisfied. Uh, anyway, uh, the Brave Report brought to you by Hooters and Mick Ultra. Football tonight. Go see the Seahawks and Saints backups play each other. Oh, to the end. This is going to be a good one. Uh, and try a Big Daddy Mick Ultra and a 10-bone in wings on special. Only at Hooters. Brady report. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Mother-in-Law Day. Okay. Go over there and celebrate with your mother-in-law. Take her take her to Hooters. Did it on Saturday. There you go. <laughs> Some of you, go visit your mother-in-law at Hooters. At, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that 
couple of baseless fun yeah, that's facts. That's a real thing. That has to be a thing. Although air traffic has been down during the pandemic, typically at any given moment, there are approximately 9,700 planes carrying 1.27 million people in the sky. Wow. The difference between Great Britain and the UK, which I didn't know there really was, was uh, Great Britain is just England, Scotland, and Wales. Yeah, it's just that island. And the UK also includes Northern Ireland. Which is... Only Northern Ireland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Ireland's its own thing. Scotland's sort of its own thing. It keeps trying not to be. It's occupied. Didn't basically. Brexit move the borders, too? Somehow, or made them Brexit basically like said... That? You're off our. You're off the dole. Brexit basically pulled it and said, "You don't want." To, and then Scotland's like, "Ah, we want to be free, but not that minute. free." Wait a minute. Braveheart was on this weekend. Funniest movie ever. <laughs> Funniest movie. Oh yeah, uh, William Wallace, the world's biggest failure. Uh, terrible. And then he dies in the end because they caught him and then took Scotland over. I mean, the whole thing is about a dude who loses like over and over. Didn't you? Didn't you piss uh, Thomas? Oh, Wells Thomas off hates of when I talk about okay. the <laughs> farce that is William Wallace. It's a great movie if it's a it's complete fiction. Sure, he battled the English and, and he lost. Battle, he scary. lost constantly, and then every time they'd get any gains, they'd give it right back, and nothing's different. Five years ago, when they're like, "We're free, we don't need you, England. We'll do it on our own," and England's like, "All right, then. Here's the deal: you want to be free, vote your way. If it doesn't go our way, you get no more money. Yeah, you'll see." And then the day of the vote, it was like, "All right, we need we got to keep them. We got nothing." <laughs> the only thing we produce is stupid curling stones. Scotch. That's it. They don't even do that. We do curling stones. Every apple. Off that island, the witches. I forget what it's called, but. The witch's dumpling. The dumpling. Witch's dumpling. The only place you can make a curling stone. That's how important we are to the, to the circling of this globe. <laughs> they make curling stones. <laughs> That's it. That's their export. And heroin. Every Apple iPhone, iPad, and Mac computer shows the time of 9.41 a.m. Apple picked that time because it's approximately when Steve Jobs would make his biggest announcement during their presentations. At 9.41. 9.41. In Cupertino. Because that's the automatic default for weather when you're getting yeah. a new phone. <laughs> like, damn it, got to get Cupertino off of everything. A new survey looked at the top gadgets Americans would love to get this year. Jeez, new man. iPhone with the uh, 5G. Uh, the 5G thing's big all around. Um, sure. Video doorbell, robot vacuum, wireless headphones. Those robot vacuums have gotten expensive. I had the very first series of Roomba, and that thing would go like eight feet and fill up. And these new ones are a thousand bucks. Have you seen these? They're like uh, an bigger compartment. I guess. Like, yeah. They got new ones that'll actually empty itself yeah. and go back out again. It yeah. goes in, mm-hmm. and that's what the only difference, because I'd come home and this thing would be like a sick dog. It's <laughs> up against the couch. Like, <laughs> dust is coming out of it. And I'm like, how much crap is on my floor? I'd empty that little thing. But now the new one goes back to its little spot, takes its dump, and then goes back out and starts cleaning again. $1,000, though. Yeah. I mean... A woman is cheaper than that, right? She can vacuum the floor. <laughs> I mean, not one you keep around. Oh, yeah, yeah. One you hire every couple days. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Those are all up there. For the, yeah. 
So those are the guys. There's nothing really spectacularly new this year. Just the iPhones. This is huge news. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese launched a new fan club that lets you win their newest offerings before they're in stores. Next year, they're debuting a new line of flavor boost packets that make your mac and cheese taste like uh, buffalo meat, buffalo sauce. Oh, like wings. Like the city you know, of? Yeah, the <laughs> buffalo spice. Yeah. Pizza or ranch. <laughs> I got the taste of buffalo in my mouth. You oh, take a bite and then you'll jump on a table. Oh, it's like black <laughs> snow and dirt. If you so uh, is it the buffalo sauce or the yeah, buffalo the bu- meat? Buffalo flavoring. Oh. Again, the sauce. sauce of the meat. The sauce. Okay, good. Because I don't want my mac and cheese to taste like bison. Didn't they do flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> or something too of a while back? They. Have you seen America? We're disgusting. <laughs> Go to Kraft. F-L-V-R-S dot com. Or go to homedepot.com and order a bucket and a rope. Stand in the bucket and hang yourself. <laughs> Kellogg's is uh, introducing Fruit Loops fla- flavored milk. It's on its way. They started selling a Fruit Loops carnation instant breakfast. But now they're stepping it up and they're going to make it a milk. You don't have to do the packet in there. It'll come in 14-ounce bo- bottles. Gobble that up, John. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great for you. Enjoy diabetes. <laughs> this is, uh, there's going to be an alcohol shortage coming. Whoa, 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 what? Thanks a lot, Beth McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> More families are getting together for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. So uh, stores in Southern California are already dealing with it because of the pandemic related blockage uh, the block the backlogs of the ports in Los Angeles the blockage man yeah, yeah. <laughs> need some lady blockage. there get some magnesium citrate from all that macaroni and cheese with <laughs> the buffalo it. sauce that's on it. And, and the well, port that of shoot Long Beach a little bit. <laughs> they're the two busiest container ports in the US 40% of all shipping containers pass through there all just, just full of alcohol from overseas? Well, the regional manager of, for a chain of liquor stores in L.A. says no idea which products they'll be getting each day. Well, hopefully they weren't on the... Did you see that boat up around Seattle? Uh-uh, the bomb over. cyclone apparently affected things up there, too, and that tossed a river. few of the, the uh, containers off of the boat. They're just floating out there in the ocean. Where's our <laughs> alcohol coming from? I thought it was local. Yeah, most of it uh, is from Kentucky, here. Kentucky, yeah, everything I get is from Kentucky. We should Kentucky, have plenty. Yeah. I know they're looking for truckers, too. Tito's is Texas. Trucker shortage. Yeah. You. yeah. You're good. I'm covered. <laughs> I saw your bar. Yeah, I'm covered. You're good. I'm good. And that's just what you see. Right. I got a storage spot. You got the cage in your house locked up. <laughs> Don't need to lock it, Brady. That's the best part about no children. No unhappy kids that will wreck your day. So you don't have to mark your bottles? No. Oh. Do you have to mark yours? Do you do that? Yeah. You do. Oh. You don't lock, do you lock them? Yet. So he could fill it with water. He's smart. He's not smart. You don't think so? He is now. I know. I'll tell you. Alex, you got to be Have smart. Have you caught him? Him? Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing fills. Strawberry Schmirnoff underneath the uh, empty bottle. You don't need to oh, mark that. Damn. Gayer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa took the hit on that one. Just give it to him. Yeah, bottle. just let him have that. Brady's right. <laughs> give him the strawberry Schmirnoff and let him go twink around in his room. <laughs> Here you go, shortcake. Have a great night. <laughs> Strawberry Smirnoff. Yeah. 
his buddy Adrian slept over one night on I a weekend, bet. and they both uh, they both decided to down about half a bottle of strawberry, strawberry smirnoff. Smirno. Wow. So after that, yeah, I got to mark them all. So if it's if it's clear, you can use water. It's great. But if it's not clear, iced tea gets beaten up by the alcohol. So if you pour iced tea in there, you can it doesn't water it down much. It, you just can't guzzle like three quarters. It has to be like for every shot you take, a half right. a shot of iced tea. And then by the time you're taking seven or eight, you're mostly tea. You have to be smart and switch bottles. What's wrong That's with these kids? That's the key phrase of what Idiots. you just said there. You have be to be smart. smart. The kid's not smart. No. He's drunk on strawberry Smirnoff, sleeping with Adrian all night. <laughs> <laughs> We're both on the floor. Yeah, a couple of kids that smell like the strawberry patch. A bus company in Hong Kong <laughs> just launched a new five-hour tour of the city that's specifically meant to put people to sleep. Five hours? You can top that with one move at Brady's uh, Instagram page. They play that in the bus. I mean, you, should, you should put that video on your Instagram, all five hours of it. It's a double-decker bus. The entire tour is 47 miles. It goes nowhere. It starts with a food coma lunch mm-hmm. described as a two-course Western meal. So macaroni and cheese with buffalo. There sauce. are two stops where people can hop off and take photos if they want. But not too many people are awake to take photos. That's how good it is. So they just drive around to sleep. Feed you a big lunch. Yep. And so you can get some sleep. You can't go home and eat a lot and just lay down in Hong Kong? Each ticket costs between $13 and $51. Oh. Depending on the type of seat you want. Comfortable. Yeah. There are four types, two zero-decibel sections in the economy and bus class, extra legroom section for people who want to stretch out, and the VIP panorama cabin over the upper deck. Oh, yeah, to sleep in 360 degrees of boring views. People who buy tickets are encouraged to bring a pillow and blanket. That's weird. By the way, Scott Haynes said, I hate Guy Fieri, too. I understand Guy and Alec Baldwin are filming a movie called Rust Butt. Ready, you should go be an extra. (laughs) (laughs) Rust Butt, Alex. And that's the worst part. Every movie Alex in, they're just going to be like, the joke is he's going to shoot someone on all of them. We got into it with a friend. Brett and I did on a text thread this week because he's he's a far right-wing gun guy, and he hates Alec Baldwin as a person. So we can't believe anybody's on Alex's side. He's trying here. to take their guns away. Oh, so I just saw it and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna throw a little nugget in here and Yeah, you up. did. And it sent this t- and then I get text individuals from Brett that are like, way to go. You got him off on some tangent. And evidently, <laughs> once once we made sense, he went back to just one of us. Yeah. And started to talk. And that one of us texts and he goes, Oh, you got Ted all fired up. <laughs> Teddy loves that stuff. Two buddies. They're nineteen years old. They live in Tennessee. Uh, they pop by a quick trip, Sparta Pike in Lebanon, Tennessee, on their way to work. And they would team up and buy a Tennessee lottery ticket. They decided to do it. The one said he wasn't going to do it before. And he's like, all right. Well, you said they're teens? They're 19 yeah, years old. I was going to say, it's going to be the last year of teens. To well, they just hit a $3 million ticket. Dicks. <laughs> they're the buddy splitting the check. Of all the strawberry Smirnoff you can buy with that. <laughs> Adrian and Alex win Deep. three million dollars and just buy the strawberry Smirnoff distillery. Yeah, that would be awesome. Good Christ, that would be awesome. Well, these these two look like decent Tennessee. I don't know what that thing in the middle is. Is that large Marge? That's, the uh, yeah, the lady. Yeah, maybe she's the 
the windfall Willie of Tennessee. What? Yeah, they just have an old lady oh, <laughs> as their mascot. I'm your sister, Granny. Well, congratulations. I hope that's. I do hope that if we could uh, summon Brady's God for a second, dear Brady's God, who killed my dog this weekend. If you could make it so Toledo and his boyfriend Adrian, his son's boyfriend Adrian, boyfriend. Toledo's son and his boyfriend Adrian could win $3 million in the lottery just to infuriate Toledo, completing the circle of father to son to father. Disappointed by his father, becomes a good father. Disappointed by his son. It's the perfect circle. I feel like an Aaron Neville song should be playing right now. Either way, the best thing would be... And, and God, you understand a disappointing son, I think. I've read the book. He was kind of a letdown. Please let Toledo and his son... Uh, and, and his son win the lottery and then not give any back. Just And then waste it all on Smirnoff. St- flavored Smirnoff. How is strawberry Smirnoff? That's got to be terrible. Why do you have it in the house, Lisa? Lisa. Drinks it with Sprite. I like cherry vodka. Something about that. Part of the Red for Ed program. Strawberry seems, I don't, strawberry seems so much gayer, doesn't it? <laughs> like, if you had a room decorated. Cherry's coming from John. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I'm, gay. I'm gay. But I'm saying, like, if you had a, look, let me just put it this way. And just picture it and be open about it. If you came to my house and my bedspread was all cherries, you'd be like, a little gay. If it was all strawberries, you'd be like, super gay, 13-year-old girls room. And it's probably because of strawberry shortcake. But cherries are like yeah, lottery I, I and, right. strawberry and like gambling there. can be tied in. Strawberry's so much gayer than Cherry. <laughs> cherry chicks have cherries. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> somebody twink else. A twink. Yeah. <laughs> Twink's a twink. Right, right before you just explained that, somebody just texted in, hey, wait a minute, Holmberg, weren't you talking up cherry yeah. vodka a while Cherry back? vodka's good. Now you're going to make fun of strawberry vodka? Yeah, I am. Where's the line, man? Strawberry. It's the line. Strawberry is gayer than cherry. <laughs> it just is. Because it looks like a dick tip. That's when Brady used to give <laughs> strawberries to his mom. And think that it was a good well, gift. Well, you take the stem off of the cherry, oh. and it looks like a dick tip. It's nothing too. better for Mother's Day. Mother's Day, <laughs> even get her those sexy chocolate strawberries. And we're like, you got to stop this. This isn't for me. <laughs> My mom likes them. I know, but remember, remember nine and a half weeks when Kim Basinger ate that strawberry, and we all realized, oh my god, you can't have, you can't give that to your mom. Mom, eat this delicious tip. <laughs> There's this guy in uh, the Luth. Do- Georgia, he's in trouble. Vinaf Odonsini. He got one of those uh, COVID relief loans, PPP loan. Sure. And uh, they conducted an audit. He said he had 10 employees. Um, he spent $57,000 on a Pokemon card. Hmm. Pokemon, sorry. I like your version. Yeah, yours is Pokemon. Fifty-seven grand. He got ripped off because not sure what it's a. worth. They went down the line to find out the record Pokemon card. Which there one was? One, it? Is it two thousand two Pokemon World Championship number one trainer card? It sold for thirty-one thousand two hundred, but the record card went for one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. The Pikachu Illustrator rare card. Yeah, that's a big one. Speaking of, did you see the dude? After Mike Evans scored the touchdown with the Bucks, yes, number six hundred, he goes to the crowd and gives the football to a dude in a Mike Evans jersey, and then later Mike Evans realized, oh, that's the number six hundred for Brady. We got to get that ball back. That's going to the Hall of Fame. So a rep from the Buccaneers went to the guy and said, hey, we're going to give you 
autograph Tom Brady stuff and this and that. Autograph jersey, a thousand dollar card, gift card. Do you know how much that ball's worth? No. Right now, they're estimating between three fifty and five hundred thousand. Easy. That's what they see it going to. Like that ball could be worth half a million dollars had he held it and said, "Nah, you're gonna have to buy this back for me." He was a decent. Can person. he do that? Absolutely. Okay. The once the guy gives it to him. And the crowd, they, they don't have a right to it. Okay. They fine right. the yeah. player. The player gets fined. Every time you give a ball to a fan in the stands, you pay a fine and you pay for the Didn't ball. it used to be oh, pretty really? steep? Yeah. And then it's, pretty, it's like it's, the cost of the ball. It's the cost it's like, of the ball plus a little fine. It's yeah. not crazy. It's like 500 yeah. bucks. And Mike Evans gives a ball to anybody in one of his jerseys. And he did a couple touchdowns. And he did it yesterday. But one was number 600, which goes directly to the Hall of Fame. There's only one guy who's ever thrown 600 touchdown passes. That's him. So this is a big deal. And they got the ball back. The guy gave it to him. And I'd have been like, well, I don't think so, because you know, <laughs> what, you know what cash. I always, you know what I always hear from football owners and players and everything. It's a business. It's a business. Right. It's not about emotion. Whenever these players leave teams, they always tell you, look, it's not about the fans. I love the fans, but this is a business. I got to take care of minds. Mike Evan gives me number six hundred. Whoops. Sorry, Tom Brady. It's a business. Fans have to stop being so. We're very emotional. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like if. If I got, like, a world record-breaking thing handed to me and then they came by, I'd be like, I don't think so. Now, if right. Tom Brady, uh, you know, took that autograph jersey, like a Brady jersey, and said, thank you for giving me number 600 back and yeah. signed it, no, the jersey's worse. No, it's not. No? No way. He's got, How many autographed Tom Brady jerseys are there? Millions. Uh, but lots. how many are, are sound, uh, signed like that? Doesn't matter. How many signed are? Like what? How many? So now it's lured less Same because this it's is not the jersey real... that he wore when he threw the— uh, That's fantastic. That's the ball. Yeah. Is there's one. But now is that ball, I mean, that's going to the Hall of Fame. So yeah, but, so it's, the but jersey. to him, so it would have been worth that. Yeah, if you gave him the jersey at the end and you start looking around, that's the thing. But that ball is the ball. So as a fan, you're like, yo, I got to give it back because I love this. You know, the, the, the they play your emotions that way. But if it's, if it's them, it's a business. We got to start thinking that way. As fans, we got to start thinking that way. You know, because I've seen that with uh, home runs and stuff. Yeah. When they're like, oh, that was his 600th home run. And it's, you know, you, you only have like five guys in the 600 club and baseball home runs. But if a dude hit his 600th, it's not worth that. But it would mean something like, nah, it's a business. He can buy from it. And there was one guy, the guy who caught McGuire's baseball, who sold it. And you sell it back. If he wants it, he can have yeah. it. Hall of Fame wants it, they can get it. But Todd I, McFarlane has stopped buying all the McFarlane kind of. But those are probably worth something now. Great press for him. Didn't they blow up one of those balls, too? That was Harry Carey's Bartman balls, right? Shh. Bastard. I've got uh, two wild world All stories. right. Go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your wild, wild world. Would you give the ball back, Brady? Yes. Yes. I think you would. He's Mr. Mascot. Of Ohio course State's. I want to sit down and talk to him. It's like uh, what their intentions with the, with the ball is. <laughs> you, you are, but, but they get you during the game. Hey, it's Tom Brady, 600th. Yeah, He's the exactly. only one. They, they get you in the heat of the moment. We're going to put that. We're going to yeah. put that in Hall oh, of yeah, Fame. Yeah, that makes sense. And you think you're part of the Hall of yeah. Fame thing? We'll, and they'll tease you. We'll even put the video of you giving the ball back in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Instead of the potential half million dollars that we would owe you if you played your cards right here. And yeah, it's a dick move from an emotional standpoint. But how many athletes? Bark out, it's a business, it's a business. And start thinking of it that way. You paid for those tickets. Yeah. Brady could have afforded to buy that ball back from that guy. That day. Yeah. He How much just, you want? There you go. Tapped into his supermodel wife's uh, mm-hmm. account. She yep. makes three times as much as him. 
five hundred. Yeah, grand. he'll be kicking himself. And I tell him, I'm like, look, I'm going to give you a deal here because I could sell this online now that there's demand for it. We'll go four hundred thousand. That'll that'll be good. And we're doing it in cash, Tom, because this is going under the table as well. <laughs> this sixty-one-year-old dude in Ireland has just been sentenced to six months in prison for releasing rats in his office. He worked for the county government. He'd been there for 23 years and then had a falling out with the manager. He works at the Suns? Yeah, (laughs) Sarver used to do that. He brought the rats into the office, set them free at night. When everyone arrived in the morning, there was rat poop everywhere. The guy was ratted out. Security footage. Is that written or did you come up with that one? Please tell me. Yeah, it was written. Okay, good. And you didn't skip it. The rats caused yeah, almost $3,500 in damage. So he had to pay for the you know, the $3,500 cleaning bill and got six months in prison. Jeez. How many? You get a lot of rats. The U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio. Oh, H! Just uh, made a ruling that Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos... I saw this. Are legally U.S. citizens. They're now. people, right? They're counting them as humans? Yeah. Yeah, so they Who's can't. They're over in Colombia, and oh. the reason why is there's uh, the Animal Legal Defense Fund has a couple of people, um, scientists that are studying the hippos. Because he started out with a couple of hippos. There's like 80 now. There's 80. Yeah. And so they're going to go over there rather than killing all the hippos, because they're actually um, creating... At first, they were doing some destruction, what they thought, right. to the forest and all that. But it's actually... They're helping out the ecosystem. They are. And they're not supposed to be there. So they want to keep it at that that population yeah, right around 80, right. maxed so out. Sterilize them. So they, they're going to go down there and sterilize yeah. them. Which, which is weird because I still have one question from that. And every story I've read has not answered it. What the hell's a cocaine hippo? <laughs> Why are we calling? What does it do? <laughs> because he had his uh, funded by his cocaine ranch yeah. back there. And oh, I understand he the had them, money. but is it a cocaine hippo or a hippo? A hippo on cocaine. The, re- the other reason they want to go down there is because the hippos are all muling two three hundred pounds. When I first read it, I'm like, he used to haul coke in hippos. Who wouldn't notice that? Because they're not cocaine hippos. They're a cocaine lunatics hippos. But they keep calling them cocaine hippos. Yeah. That's your wild, wild world. <laughs> Somebody says, uh, oh, okay, I got to get that. Hang on. Get that hippo. Somebody says, uh, why does John keep saying he's gay? I've been out of town for a couple weeks. What did I miss? Oh, I'm gay well, now. I'm homosexual. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. So for, those enough, who so. just, for those of you just tuning in, buckwheat has been shot. <laughs> I'm also a homosexual. I'm homosexual now. Tell all your friends. Hey, that Holmberg guy's gay now. Can you believe it? Michael Campbell is from Missouri. He's undergone a transformation over the past couple of years. Me too. Tattoo transformation. Oh. He's one of these guys that's tattooed his entire head and face. Idiot. He's Smart. gone an idiot transformation. Yeah. He's got a pentagram on his forehead. Oh, hey. And it started oh. with a bottle of Smirnoff strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can trace it right back to the day he snuck Smirnoff strawberry right into his bedroom with Adrian. A bow tie and a dog. On his neck and the number 88 across the side of his head. He's convicted pedophile. Okay. He's recently ruled the world's scariest criminal. Yeah. The guy was arrested just um, recently because he uh, was on his bike 
He runs into a couple. Um, according to this, allegedly tried to sexually assault a woman while her partner slept next to her. Hmm. Why isn't he? Like- I think he knocked the dude out. Wow. According to the documents, uh, Campbell was uh, described as a persistent sex offender. Allegedly tried to attack a woman pulling down her pants as her boyfriend laid next to her. Um, the woman wasn't pulling down her pants. That was poor. No, he was attacked a woman who was pulling yeah. down her pants. As a, he was doing. The document states that when police contacted him, he was riding a gold bike that appeared to have been freshly painted with yeah. blue and purple paint under the gold. Look paint. at that job repellent. Yeah, I got it. He's denied the I charge of these, attempted rape. Every time I see this, I think of your phrase. Judge immediately. You <laughs> judge everyone immediately. Oh, yeah. When they look like that, judge them. Even tattoo people are like, all right. Yeah. According to Mr. Campbell, the woman had, in fact, sexual advances towards him. Sure. According to you, she was pulling her pants. He told the officers that he told her no, that he had a curfew and he had to leave. You know what the great thing about this guy's face is? And it is covered in tattoos, almost to where it just looks like he's dipped his face in black ink. Yeah, black He face. still grows a mustache, and just a mustache. He thinks that helps. He's just, he does, he shaves everywhere so else. Looks like there's a little bit of a goatee, maybe, or is that, that the tattoo maybe, stuff? Or? Maybe a little uh, Van Dyke going down there. But I don't even know. though, you're right, it but gets lost. He still works facial hair. Yeah, gets lost. I want to start a tattoo parlor that's just called CEO Repellent. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be one. Put this on your forehead. I guarantee. Unemployable tattoo look, shop. I'm all for your expression and stuff, but the second it goes above your shoulders, yep. you are no longer capable of being a CEO of anything. You can start a business, call yourself a CEO, but I give it about eight weeks. I, I feel bad. Sometimes the back of the hand guys too, because that's that's visible. Like back of the hand guys get you. Yeah, the tattoos. I'm like, fine with anything. It gets a little creepy if it's all the way like your whole hands covered in spiders and stuff weird like yeah. that. Yeah. But. Yeah, CEO repellent. This dude, the second he said, right here I want to, and he pointed to his head, he's never going to have a good job. Sorry, tattoo people. That's just a fact. And most of them know it. Enjoy your strawberry jankum. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a reason why most tattoo people stop right around where their collars can cover. Yeah. You can have sleeves and stuff, but you start getting creeping up around the neck and then behind the ear, and then one slips onto your face, you're, you're immediately a middling guy. That promotion, it's going to the, it's going to someone. Angela got it, but she's less qualified than me. Yeah, but Angela doesn't have a spider on her face. Let's get to the uh, radio videos and a pentagram. Forget it. Yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> You're not winning any job. Very interview. select company. You could be brilliant and have a pentagram on your head, and I'd be like, I think this is a little too Charles Manson for me. We, I mean, everything about you is great. Sorry, Squeaky. You're not yeah. gonna get hired. The face-to-face interview is going to screw you. All right. Champion, uh, this is the finals of the Little People Slapping Contest. Oh, my God. There's a Little People. I don't know, Brady. I think it's there's not. only one Little person. Oh, it's just yeah. one. Okay. It's in Russia. All right, Brady. God damn it. Stupid. What is that? Want to see it one more time? No. no. I didn't want to see it. I want to reverse it. God, I wish I was Dutchy right now. <laughs> I'm not posting that one on the HMS page. No. you got to post that one at you Boss You put that at Boss 98. Yeah. Look at you're in tears. You're in tears. <laughs> really? See, what had happened here was oh, a little person God. smacked a big person, and then someone added sound effects to make the squeaky dog noise. Like, that's what a midget it's sounds like. It's up there with the dogs, right? The wee! Yeah, right. But anytime there's 
sound effect usually put in, it's not good anymore. But you tend to be the one that likes it, which is why you're trolling Guy Fieri at Bassett's. You're losing it, man. I enjoy the, the reaction. No. You enjoy <laughs> the video. And then you say you enjoy our reaction, but what you do is enjoy the video. You're becoming a sad old lady. <laughs> Maybe you'll like this one better, John. Stop it. God, I, I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> I, can't, I can't like it less. This is a guy going across a... A jungle rope bridge. Kind of, yeah. There's planks on there, but one of the planks has a little gap in it. When he's on a bicycle. You don't ride it. Oh, he's riding the jungle rope. Oh, oh, yep. oh, oh And loses the bike. Did it go all the way through? Yeah. yeah he's out. Is that a guy? Yep. yep. It's like Temple of Doom type Does the bike go all the way through? Yep. Oh, no, yeah. it goes over, falls over. Into oh, the water. Okay. They, can, they can jump into the crock-filled river and get that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's a big thud. That's a weird bridge, too. Yeah. That's Next like, one. Don't you see those in Scooby-Doo pirate episodes? <laughs> Next one is a guy putting rubber bands around a watermelon. Okay. See if you can squeeze it. No. <laughs> it's an Asian man. It's an Asian man. Choking out a watermelon. With goggles. <laughs> so this is like a weird sex fetish. <laughs> I like it. I like when BTS loses. <laughs> what is that from? Again, Brady's feed's different than ours. Now that's an Instagram post, Brady. Go home and do that. Yeah, you need to start creating. You need to start doing stuff. Interesting things. That would be. I great. got a good one on there over the weekend. Oh no! Did you see it? I did. It, it's actually. It's good. It, it's thank you. It's. Better than most on his wow. page. So is so is euthanizing my dog, and I didn't film that. Is it one you created? No, no, no it's a repost. Come on, come on. Every time you do that, I'm going to start an Instagram page of a needle going in a vein of his paw. <laughs> oh, stop! And we'll see which one's more exciting. Because I guarantee you, mine will be like, well, at least his has meaning. Man. This is for your uh, biker squids out there. Okay, trying to do the wheelies on the. Highway and everything. Whoa. Look at it. Oh! And it gets oh, no! Fireball! Then the biker boys ran over yeah. all of them. Look, Look at the girl in the... excited she yeah, was. Yeah, there's a girl in the back of a pickup truck. That... She's, like, thrilled by it. Like she's jumping up and down like that was a great thing. This Watch the guy. After he gets run over, oh. he managed to get up and backs up. There's, like, two dudes that go sailing. Oh, my. Ouch. Ow. Oh, God, that's a terrible motorcycle oh. accident. There's definitely wheelchairs involved now. And they're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, the girls in the back of that truck loved it. Did Once you get filming. that? It's going viral. Wow. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Did we dare? Slap fight? No. That's not bad. I mean, it's... But it, oh, again, it's a repost. It's not one of his. Oh, it's not yours. No, so there is potential for this to be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. It's gonna. It's good. It's a video that Brady found while combing the internet. Not putting together himself. Okay. Well, then I can breathe easier. Like someone else's I'm work. still trying to work on the war zone audio. Thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we've seen that. What is that? A pterodactyl being eaten by a... I think it's a bat or something. It's a, yeah, fox bat. bat. Okay. I'm still bored by that. Well, yeah, but I mean, comparably to the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, Scorsese film yeah, of him yeah. releasing the sure. uh, praying mantis, you know. and Brady didn't provide commentary, so it makes it better automatic. Yeah, there'll be more of that. Don't worry. 
competition for bets uh, page. What is the bar that you set when you're, Ooh, that video's going on my Instagram. Extremely high. Yeah, it's very, very high, clearly. Because all the good stuff doesn't make it. So you're extremely high is what you're saying when you're looking at videos? Maybe. That makes sense. Whee! Turn your head. Don't that way. Turn around. <laughs> Toledo keeps pointing at something I on the back. Did you miss a spot? Did you miss something on the back? Like, yeah, I was, no, no, no. no back it was this morning. It's like a big patch of hair there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You missed a big <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, a couple spots there. <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Toledo's pointing. I'm like, what? Oh, he's pointing. I'm like, what's going on back yeah, there? I just wanted to make sure the, uh, I was shower this it. morning with the pit bull. What? Uh-huh. Oh, the pit bull shaver. You gotta be clear. Yeah. You gotta clarify. Okay. Man. Well, I like the pit bull, uh, Coco. She chews my. Was that just a little? All right, we'll get that off. <laughs> I got a razor out in the car. I'll cut that. <laughs> it's a big patch. I take back everything I said about you not being able to grow hair. You look like a melanoma. <laughs> See, there is hair back there. That's Brady's, what I was wondering. Go get checked for lice again. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Brady took his bald head into the hair center to check for lice, and they played with him for a second. <laughs> Like really? Giving, you need to check. Yeah, it's like, like giving a ball glove to a kid with no arms. Here you go. Well, just, just in case. You're just like all the others. We'll pretend for a minute. Might as well check me out. Clear. Well, that wasn't much of a look. Thank Man. you, Lice Clinic of America. That was great. The fact that you had to go in in the first place is weird. Just shave the kid's head. That's all you do. Did she have it? She didn't have it. Did she have it? Kids get it like crazy now. It's no big deal anymore. It used to be a big deal. It's not. You don't remember if Kirby got it? Yeah, she had it. Oh, okay. You were clear because you don't have any hair. Yeah. Pretty easy. Brady went to the Weiss Clinic of America and took his shirt off. Check my back. <laughs> I think I got it. Uh, it's 830. There you go. That is your Brady Report. It's 98 KUPD. There's Nirvana right there smelling like teen spirit. Uh, Bert just asked me, he goes, what Nirvana song are you guys doing on uh, on for a Saturday night, I guess, when the Night of the Singing Dice. We're not doing any Nirvana. Did Nirvana last time. There's a couple we'll do. I don't even know if we're doubling up on it. The only one we're doubling up on is Typo Negative. And we're doing a new one. Or a different one. Nothing new coming out of that camp. I was just going to say. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a fun one too. But uh, yeah, it's happening Saturday down at uh, Copper Blues. Big Halloween, super shindig. Uh, tickets are on sale right now if you go to copperblueslive.com and check it out. We're having a big Night of the Singing Dead party Saturday and uh, the best part is, is it helps out the Humane Society. So our friends at Copper Blues is putting stuff together. They got themselves the last of the Cha-Ching Chavez beer from Four Peaks. We're going to try to sell the hell out of that, sell it out and uh, get that check over to the Humane Society in the end. That's great stuff. I got a few confirmations from the Arizona drinking team said uh, some of them are going to show up. Scotty Karate's going to have a special thong uh, that he's going to be wearing for you. There will be no presentation of thong yes. during the show <laughs> after or before, perhaps mostly after, uh, but definitely we'll be uh, we'll sing and dance, and then uh, afterwards we'll drink ourselves silly right there at Copper Blues downtown, and I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Last time was a blast. We had we did it up at CB Live last, two years ago, and just had a great time. It was just, and I had allergies so bad that night I could barely breathe, and just the fun of it all outweighed everything. It was so much fun. But uh, this year, so far, Knockwood, allergies are clear. We're going to be in great shape going up there and just have the time of our lives. So we'd love to have you out there helping out a great cause and mostly just drinking and having a good time. Speaking of drinking, a guy emails and says, the strawberry vodka, cherry vodka scenario, I agree. And he made the point. He said, if the four of us are drinking, Brady, me, Brett, Toledo, all having a drink, 
And Brady's got a drink, it's got a cherry in it. John's got a drink, it's got a lemon in it. Toledo's got a drink, it's got a lime in it. And Brett's got a drink, and it's got a sliced strawberry on the on the lip. You know that's not one's that gay. I know, and that's there's a reason. But you would have a drink with here. a cherry in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something usually a lime. But something's me too. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm a lemon guy. But okay. for the most part, if you drop a cherry in my vodka soda, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. And also, I like those uh, cherries that are soaked in alcohol. Oh, the, uh, yeah, those nitro cherries yeah. or whatever the hell. Yeah. Lisa and Jill downstairs usually get me that for my birthday. Give me a big old bucket of those. You can pop the cherries and you're drinking that. Uh, old Smoky used to have that cherry. That uh, might be what it is. Old Smoky. Just filled with Just nothing but cherries, cherries and yeah. alcohol, and then Fat, the cherries soak it up. Fat Tuesdays in Tempe. They still mm-hmm. got the big jar of it just soaked in Everclear. Damn. And then a guy says, what about vanilla vodka? Is that twink? You're kind of walking a razor's edge there. It depends there. on what you're making with it. Cause it, cause it's, cause what I think it is is it's gateway to twink. Like you could, like you're pouring, and then all of a sudden the next thing that goes in is some chocolate, something or other. And all of a sudden, you, you've made a gay drink. Drinks are definitely manly versus not so manly, and every guy will tell you, "Ah, what are you drinking a twink drink for?" <laughs> you got a slice of pineapple hanging off of it, or a stick with food on it is pretty much. Even though Bloody, Bloody Marys, Marys, I think, are the exception. Bloody to Marys that. are the only exception. Yeah. You can put like a hamburger on a stick oh, yeah. and put it on top of that. Outside of that, you get food falling out of your drink. One that was really super like confusing. I called it a bi curious drink. I used to get a uh, drink? vodka grapefruit at a place. I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, and it had a bacon in it. Big old slice of bacon in it. And salt around the rim. With the grapefruit? It was called a salty dog because it's a greyhound. But it's called yeah, a I salty know. dog. Well, greyhounds oh. are twink. My, no, greyhounds aren't twink no. at all. But you get uh, grapefruit, vodka, salt around the rim, and a chunk of bacon in it. They called it the salty dog. And I'm telling you, man, you haven't lived till you've had bacon in your... This. Brady? Oh, it it was, just sounds t- like a weird combo. No, no, no. Well, you just want the bacon by itself. Yeah. You're not into vodka. Like bacon you like... and grapefruit combo. No, no, no. Well, that's breakfast. Everybody does. Well, yeah. normal people do. Have a grapefruit, some bacon, and an egg. You just push that big old yellow thing off the plate. But, uh, yeah, you get bacon in there, and it's all... So I think it might be not gay in, like, a traditional twink way, but maybe bear. Like a bear gay. Because it is kind of like you get a piece of bacon and you get a little chunky Like closet? Like a fat gay guy. No, you're out, but you're definitely... (laughs) You're a bear. Yeah, there's drinks that make you go one direction or the other. You can see it. But strawberries are... Toledo's kids on a... It's on a gateway path to bad stuff. Hopefully uh, he didn't dig into those long drinks that he brought home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, the second you slice a strawberry down the center to put it on the rim of your glass, you might as well just be holding a dick. Ah. <laughs> it's a fact. Uh, I'm getting a ton of emails of people being really nice about uh, Dutchie the dog. Loads of them. And I'm trying to keep up with uh, answering, but I'm just not going to. I'll just say uh, thank you uh, to all of you for being so kind. It is very nice of you. Every single person has been nice. A very few jokes in between, too. And the jokes have been kind of funny. Most of them having to pertain to uh, Dutchie being better off in a world with this boss KUPD in it. That she should not be part of that. We should all be so lucky to not be part of that. Uh, we're going to miss the uh, Guadalupe replay, but it's available on the podcast if you're interested. we got the What Would Brady Do coming up in just moments. It's 98 KUPD. 
was what Brady did. That was it. It's already over, Brady. I just I played the wrong one, so it's the last one. Let's find out. <laughs> this is the intro part. This is better. Let's try that. Stop. Nope, nothing. <laughs> That's why it doesn't work. Anyway, it's time for What Would Brady Do? And you should hear what he did. We heard it off the air. So you're going to hear the follow-up. Richard! I gave Richard one last week. I need it back. Uh, what Would Brady Do? is brought to you by our friends at uh, MMP Guns right there on 12th Street and Indian School. Get all the gun stuff you've ever needed, all the things you've ever wanted as far as weaponry. Uh, they've got all the guns. They've got all the ammo. Prices are coming down a little bit. Starting to be a little normal now. Although... I don't know if the supply chain issue that we keep hearing about has affected all that. I'm sure it has. Uh, a little bit, but they've, yeah. they've got the stuff in stock. Yeah, I mean, not them. They've got everything. Yeah, yeah. So any place else that tells you you got to wait, you're going to wait less at MMP Guns. So get on over and the grab The finest selection of cold guns. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Brady. Wow. Throws in the Alec Baldwin at the end. Cold weapon. Cold weapon. I can't. Yeah, you can't be mad at Alec Baldwin. No, uh, the people who are fighting, fighting him and everything else. And now I don't understand, like, the gotcha thing that's going on over there where everybody's like, ooh, disgruntled employees were picketing or this, this. Uh, well, they were lazy with the guns the right, whole the time. The prop master set. has Safety. a history of being a hothead. And it's yeah. like, all right. Well, Enough so that you, I mean, what's wild is how a, just a live round got in there. But that's the thing I don't get. Like, why are there bullets there in the first place? Yeah. And somebody did screw up. But, it, you know, you can't sit back and say, this person didn't pay an ounce of it. Nobody wanted anybody to get shot and certainly didn't want Alec Baldwin to do it while cameras rolled, while everything's being filmed. Of course, that's, that's a murder on tape. They're going to figure out who was the last one to check, and you're going to jail. You're an idiot if you thought that. How about he had um, it's a terrible story. breakfast with the widowed husband? Oh, did he? And son. I mean, he, he immediately contacted oh, I, the guy. I feel terrible for him. I know. That's a horrible, horrible spot to be in. And yeah, he's a, a lib cuck, as all the right says, and screams about him. They can't stand him for his political views. But I don't care where you stand in politics. You can be a communist and have this happen to you. I'm like, man. And some people would say Alec might be. You just can't. You can't wish this on anyone. It's terrible. Uh, I was thinking, let me get this out of here. I got what would Brady do? flying out of me today. Let's try this one. This one's been waiting for a week. You ready, Brady? Ready. Anyway, MP Guns, 12th Street in Indian School. Uh, it says, uh, boys, I could use some help. I'm 40, just got out of a 13-year marriage, separated for the last two. I'm finally trying to date so I can get laid. It's been two years. I'm dying. I've been on all the apps. I've been on sites, Tinder, Adult Friend Finder, Bumble. Uh, you've made it on there. Uh, or you, if you make it on there, you'll see that I'm on it. Not the gay ones, though. I'm straight, John. <laughs> I'll still look for you. Uh, nothing but bots, scammers, prostitutes, or dudes pretending to be chicks. I've been going out, but the scene ain't what it used to be. The world is just a mess. I need help. How do I find someone nowadays without spending money on things like events and adventures or speed dating, which isn't guaranteed, or any of this internet stuff? I gotta get laid. Johnny One Kenobi, you and the boys are my only hope. Signed, Mike. Well, I mean, How do you get laid in these uh, troubled times, Brady? Well, all I hear is uh, guys that come off of divorce or they're, or they're not married, they're like, I'm killing it on these apps. Summer of love. I've always heard that uh, between Tinder and the other ones, they're like, oh, there's candidates. Sure. You just have to weed through them, and sure, there's plenty that aren't, you know, you meet them, and they're like, you don't look anything like your picture. Right, there's that's a little problem. bit of that. <laughs> we see a lot of that. Oh, there's a ton of those. But then, you know. You have your uh, one buddy that 
oh, chronicles his crushes. stuff, and he's, you know, so I would have to say one, maybe your profile needs some work. Yep, maybe you need because some if you're not getting any hits, then it's it could be something on that. Yeah, if you need some work, like Colin take a Kane, look at that. comedian Colin Kane was here two weeks ago and said if you're having trouble getting dates, you're having trouble finding someone to be with, it's probably how you look. Yep. And it makes everybody laugh, but there's truth to that. It is. Absolutely. Because if you've got a profile that isn't appealing visually, people are going to look right past you. Because as much as we say don't judge people on how they look and get to know them, the whole world is based on the Tinder profile or the Bumble or your Instagram. If you look bad on that, Here's or the- if you look too filtered, I'd say I'd rather date somebody that's kind of out of shape or not like that great looking but at least as honest on their page than the filtered cartoons that show up and like I'm scared of that chick. She yeah. is she got issues. Here's the uh, Orfella. I should say Orfella as well, a filtered fella cuz that's the new world I live in. But that's not as common. Filtered fellas? Yeah. I'm sure it is. Well, I wouldn't know, but I mean I'll, I'll let you know if, okay, I, if I ever muster up the courage to get on one of those. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. The other thing is um sometimes you might not realize you're doing it is that if you're throwing out projecting desperation oh yeah they sense People it know. yeah you just you can't yeah. you know don't panic so you yeah. if it's you brady how do you get back on the ball you get back you put it you put together a good dating profile right you put something together i would you, you still I would go think out i would go that route but i yeah i mean i'm still going out um you're not um i mean there's just places where you hang out i mean believe it or not sometimes there's you know, you say the events and adventures. Oh, yeah. You can meet people there, but you can also find the you know other places like um, uh, group gatherings. Anytime if you're in a, um, I don't know, like a club or yeah. something like that. But I know some guys. A gang. If you have a you know, if you're involved in a church, some of those that single groups place. are unbelievable. Brady's right. Best place for puss is the church. You're out it is. Speaking some ass. Father Dale doesn't agree with that, but no, no. Well, he, he likes ass too. He, yeah, he's he's the other side. <laughs> you want a piece of easy ass? Be a Catholic. That's what Brady said. <laughs> and they don't have age boundaries. There's no age restriction. Like you just pick whatever you want. I wouldn't join a church group to go get laid. No, no, no. no. I'm not so insane. I'm <laughs> saying I'm if you religious. if you are involved in a church, sure, you're that's gonna, a good. That's going to be trouble because then you got to marry her and stuff. Ugh. Anybody involved in a church group probably got a few hang-ups as far as relationships. kids, too. Yeah, and that's yeah. out. Ugh. So maybe Brady would join a church group. The other guaranteed action From is uh, if you join uh, the Mormon church. I mean, you oh, know, well, beautiful they women. Kids. They do have pretty ladies. Usually they're all swiped up by 19 <laughs> by a brother. They are. They put out. <laughs> if yeah. you're in your 30s, no. And when I say by a brother, when I say by a brother, I'm not talking about, like, you know. A traditional brother. I'm talking about their actual biological oh, okay. white brother, not you know. Where all the white women at? Not big peepee. <laughs> what the fudge going on, Mormons? <laughs> but oh, the brother. last. Hello, brother. Yeah, I'm I'm brother Leroy. How you doing? <laughs> the uh, last action to go. If you, you think no, I'm not doing this, and I've been uh, at it for two years. I'm just not getting anywhere. Save your money and go for the mail order bride. I'm all on that. Here's the other thing you got to do to get rid of the desperation, because I, I think you nailed it when you said you, you act desperate. You, sometimes you, you're in a slump. Yeah. And it's time for a slump buster, and that means the standards go out the window, and you go down to that bar, and you see the hot girls. And what's next to a hot girl every time, Brady? 
What's peg next? Grenade. Peg, peg a grenade. The one that has to be taken home. Ugh. The one that hates the night. The one that goes, I want to go home now, and ruins it for the hot girl. No. But actually is saving the hot girl from you. Uh, she's the one you target. You, you shallow howl that. You give no. you give the grenade the att- for the slump because <laughs> he's striking out too much. His game's I'll off. I'll pay for it if that's I the case. I'm not going still for still going to pay for it. Beast. Look, I'm out. I'm you're still paying for it. It's just emotional. I agree with you. I don't want the wildebeest either. But you have to slump out because you're two years in and you're like and you have to ask us how do I get laid and you're in your forties. The problem is you just got to go get your confidence back. By humping a mattress. This this pig has to be like a beast. This oh, thing, wildebeest yeah. and ghost? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Ghost to the manatee. Yeah. You gotta. Big girl. You gotta go Jane Gum on this thing. About a size 14. And you go out at 8 o'clock. If you go over to the gaggle of hotties and see the grenade and chat up the grenade, the other ones get interested in you. So there's a chance you could fall off the grenade and land on one of the good ones. But worst case scenario, the grenade doesn't want to go home. Like, she's happy. She's getting the attention she never gets because she hangs out with hot girls. She feels like she's the hot one, and you're proving it to her brain. And you get her back in the car, and you give her a good run right there in the Honda. And then you kick her out and take her purse and drive away. (laughs) (laughs) Brett before Medea. Anything always working for you? Yeah. You run. Yeah, I had a run. Did you go hogging? Did you go on the sites? No, no, no. I did not. not do that. I absolutely did not. Where do was that. your Where was your game uh, uh, winning? A lot of it was uh, people uh, hitting me up on like Facebook and stuff like oh. that, and then so uh, so Facebook friends. Yeah, one two, mm-hmm. right. and then other friends. Not necessarily setups, but like, hey, uh, you know, you should check this chick out. She's pretty cool. I'm like, all right, cool. That and, and the know. whole we're all going out, going to hang out. Right. She, yeah. yeah. But you just got to You got to get out there. That's you. Right. You can't sit at home and. You know, wallowing your self pity, just get out there. It'll happen. But, but if what? you start l- acting like you're looking for it, yeah. you're screwed. So just go. You got to be casual. Lay on a planet. Lay on a ham planet. No, just once. No. <laughs> I didn't do that. You got to. No way. Of course you didn't do that. I, I didn't I do, that. do that. Nobody's like actually no. done it. But no. I was never like in that situation where like I'm so desperate. I'd rather go. I'd rather be Gandhi and be on some sort of sex strike than hop on one of those. But still. If you're screaming desperate, and I'll never be that desperate. No, don't, don't. Tauntaun. You got to cut open a tauntaun and sleep in it. <laughs> got to go pure Han Solo in the snow. God. That's what she sounds like. That's exactly Just right. Just listen for the radio call the next morning. That's right. We're alive! And for God's sakes, do not feed it. As a matter of fact, you were actually one of the things that uh, that helped out. Huh. John got you out of slump. No, yeah. because on, on the air. I don't remember the yeah, Well, besides that, that was before he was a twink even. But, no, you went on the air one day and said, all right, all ladies, oh, yeah. uh, Vesley single, he'll be at this place. And uh, That's right. And I was there. And, and it worked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So let me know where you're going, Mike, and I'll kick up the dirt a little bit and see if we can get some desperate girls out. Wingmen. There's plenty of chicks that'll take you. That's it. Uh, this one's interesting just because it's funny. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a Megan 911 sort of a what would Brett or Brady do. This morning I was meal prepping for the week, and my girlfriend picked up a can of the tuna I was using and said, Does this really come from the sea? Which I just turned and looked at her and said, You are so hot. It's a relatively new relationship. Should I ignore this as a dumb moment, or is this a red flag? We're in our 30s, only been dating for six months. I'm not sure. Uh, thanks, John and gang, Chris. 
Did she pick up chicken of the sea? Yeah, and looked at the can and said, is this really from the sea? Like the chicken. She assumed right. chicken right. was from the sea. It's tuna. But she looked and said, is this chicken really from the sea? She's got to be smoking hot. She, hot, yeah. and you say it hot. did come from the sea. Yeah, you just tell her, of course it did. It's tuna fish. It's See, the Mike- chicken of the sea. And you try to explain it to her, and then just look her in the... Be- she has to be gorgeous for this, though. If she's flawed at all, here's the rule. In six months' time, if you're already seeing more physical flaws than you are beauty, and she pulls that kind of stuff, she's going down the wrong road. Like, if she's got a checkerboard on the back of her thighs and she's laying down in one of those deals, she's not hot enough to pull that off. She's got to have something else. But if she's perfect... Physically, and the face is just amazing. You'll tolerate that dummy. And she's earning for a while, yeah. Even if she's not earning, that's how hot some of them can be. For a while, yeah, you yeah. You'll tolerate oh, it yeah. until you start seeing more flaws than perfection. Yeah, until the milk starts to age and that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> start seeing some drooping. I'm like, does she have Bell's palsy in her stomach? <laughs> when you had abs, where are those? Did you eat your own abs? <laughs> They're in your ass now. There's ab-looking things, but it's all on your thighs. Yeah, well, we're assholes. But, yeah, if you're dumb and hot, you're as bad as us guys who say she's hot enough to deal with it. Because girls who are that hot play on the dumb thing because they know they can. It's like I was talking about with those sons dancers. Those chicks have been laying on their looks the whole time, haven't even been really working on the dancing. Now that that twink's out there putting a show on, 10 out of 10, every step is perfect. You see how bad at dancers they are. And they have to sit back and go, wow, I have no dancing skills, really. I'm just kind of a hot piece of meat. And they've known that. So they've been playing that card their whole time until that card gets taken away. Get on the pole, sister. Yeah. Depends on how hot your girlfriend is. She can get away with that or not. Brady, would you break up with her? No, not right away. You ride it till it's ugly, too. Yeah. <laughs> you ride it until, until she you... does something where, yeah. you know, like backing out the car and taking the side out on a... Even then, if she's smoking hot. Leaving the water running or something and floods the house. Smoking hot, you let her go. Got insurance. Silly, silly lady. Yeah, one time. But uh, if she floods the house. My friend kept staying with his wife. She uh, tripled it three times. Flooded the house three times. Bathtub. Upstairs bathtub. (laughs) Was she hot? She's smoking. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, you keep that. Until she realizes that time has ravaged her and it's time for her to either pick up a book or end it. Had to go get her... uh, the car door open for seven times. Lock the keys in the back when you could do that. Yeah. Smoking on. Can't imagine the heat rolling off of that one. How long ago was all this? Um, so long ago that they're no longer. That was just of course they're no longer. Yeah, she's aged say. out of him. She's yeah. aged out of dumb. Hot girls age out of dumb. And then they have to start being something. You're like, wow, you're actually you've got value again. The looks don't last forever. You better have a personality oh, yeah. and start popping up. The dumb stuff's tolerable while you're hot. Six times with the keys. Flooding the house three times. That third time, I'm kind of like... And there is, there are hot girls that are so stupid you can't bone them. My friend Chuck Powell told me about this one girl once, years ago. And she was ridiculously pretty. And her butt would stop traffic. And I'm like, you're, you did it. Good for you. I tried to do it. I'm like, what do you mean? She's on top of me on the couch. We're going to town. And she said something. I don't even know what it was. And I'm like, this girl's too dumb to hump. <laughs> and he lost it for her. Chuck's also the record holder. I never on. had that problem, though. He was going to ask a girl to marry him. Like, the day... Uh, this is one of the best Chuck stories ever. We're in bed. We've had a night of sex. It's amazing. The electricity is everywhere. Breakfast in bed. 
and she wanted to watch one of my favorite movies. So we put in Gone with the Wind. First half, because it's a two-disc, goes by, and I'm like, Do you, are you enjoying it? She goes, yeah, we, we make love again. It's amazing. Have a snack, get ready for the second half of the movie when she says, who wins the war? <laughs> and he was going to pop the question that day. Oh, my God. She didn't know who won the Civil War. And I said, please tell me you told her the East. <laughs> uh, all right, Brady, this is a good one. I don't know how you're going to solve this. Dear Brady, my sister is dating a white man. We are a black slash Mexican mix. I'm not a purist, but I want her to date at least a person of color, not one of you YTs. Uh, how do I convince her that this is the best thing for us? <laughs> Signed MK. You can't. You can't. Plan and simple. Unless you. There's uh, a way. Unless you're. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the way. I do. You get old Mexican black on his ass, and you go over to the YT. Hey, can I talk to you for a second, player? And yeah. You go, you... I will slice you from your nuts to your throat if you touch my sister. No white man's ever going to have her. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God almighty, I'm so sorry. Lamonte. I'm serious, man. If your hands touch her, I'll kill you. Your brother says he's going to kill me. You're seeing it so wrong. Why? This guy can open doors for you on loans, <laughs> jobs. That's true. Your sister's I mean, going to have a... Why easy, wouldn't you bring that into the house? It's an easier road. I don't get it. I'd date a white guy first. Just for the credit. <laughs> Check him. Check him out. If your sister's got good credit, then threaten to kill this guy. <laughs> Trust me, he's expecting it. He's as uncomfortable as you guys. Take advantage of his resources. <laughs> yeah. Every time he sits down to whatever meal you've prepared, which I can't imagine, uh, greens and burritos. I don't know what kind of mix you are. <laughs> he's as nervous as you that he's going to flub this thing up. So, If you don't like it, you just tell him, I don't need no whitey in my house. Just get all militant, fist in the air. Wear BLM shirts around him all the time and just be crazy. Just get all POC. That's the way to make Whitey run. We get nervous around that. If you were dating a black girl and her family was like militant black, <laughs> you'd be like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> They're going to find something. I don't me. think they like me. I can't be friends with Brett anymore. This is dangerous. <laughs> You'll laugh at all the wrong stuff. And then, or you could try the other way where you start wearing, you know, BLM stuff to their house. And, oh, it's bad. Start wearing your FUBU gear over there and. I mean, think about it from the other perspective. If you were dating a white girl, what would you want the white people not to do to make it so it was comfortable? You just start getting super racist. Do like watch the Sopranos episode where Meadow brings home Noah. <laughs> Is it Noah or Noel? No, no, yeah. Noel, no, no. Tony makes it real clear that this relationship is not coming back to the house, and that's what you need to do. And I appreciate your honesty. You don't want your uh, your sister. Taking white wang. You want your sister taking one of them big black ones. <laughs> you like to think of your sister getting wrecked. <laughs> You're way too involved in your sister's life. You should date her. Your Italian family, mm -hmm. they probably would be that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, older Italians oh, yeah. and some brothers and sisters, they don't mm -hmm. want to see you go outside of that, especially... Italian Catholic, forget about it. To yeah. people of color. There are still people. Everybody wants to act like that's not a thing anymore, but that's a thing. It's 100% a thing. There's still Irish people, that Irish Catholics, that can't imagine you dating outside the the, the, the 
Irish side and the Catholic side? Germans. Germans are notoriously clean. They don't like dancing. Outside of videos where people are crapping on each other, where all colors matter. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's a old school. That's, it's Look, totally old school, though. It's, it's, it's old school in thinking, but it's still practiced in a lot right. of spots. And it isn't just white people, by the way, as evidenced by that letter. There are plenty of black people I know that if I'd have brought a white girl home, my dad would have killed me. They still nail them on the side. I mean, they're fun. Plus, usually they've been... I did. I was fine with my family. Huh? Brought a, a black girl home. Did you? One weekend, yeah. No kidding? Yeah. When was this? In college. No kidding? Yeah. Were you dating her? I invited her to a, one of my fraternity formals. No kidding. And so it was in Columbus, so we went up Friday night. Nice. And she stayed at uh, Your parents my house, house, yeah. And then in a separate the former room, right? was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you weren't dating her? No. And you never gave it the old he She was my date for the weekend. Right. But you never gave her the goods? No. Right. And your parents probably didn't. Even then, though, they were probably like, oh, oh, she's not allowed. My dad was in the U.S. Right. 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 Her dad was probably like, I remember yeah. in Cuba when I used to nail the dark know, ones. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's been down there. He was right. happy. He was thrilled with it. Your mom probably a little bit like, uh-oh, what are the neighbors going to say? Because your club was just recently inviting people of color in it, at least the front door. Bunny was down with it. Sure. Grandparents did, you know, that would have been a different totally, story, maybe. Yeah. Papal chick. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe have been a little upset. But I, then he's like, no, she's pretty hot. My grandpa on my dad's side was so racist, we couldn't watch different strokes in his house because he didn't want them in the house. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> right? A terrible human being when, by today's standards. But different strokes are when he goes, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh, it's hilarious. The little guy is adopted by, goes, get this off my TV, not in my house. I'm like, my, what? Not in your house. The show? And he goes, I don't want them in my house. And I'm like, we're not really here, but all right. The saving grace for both grandparents on both sides was is very important. We need those people, especially for Ohio State football. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they never really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they support that. My, yeah. my grandpa loved the Steelers and Pirates. Yep. They were allowed on the TV. How come Gary Coleman can't come in? Because <laughs> he can't run the uh, student body right. What's his name? <laughs> Let's just, we'll, we'll call him Pete Johnson. All of them are known now as Pete Johnson. Oh, he's a good, that's a, he's a good player. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's true in that family too, but I would get full POC and threaten the white man's life. Get militant. You wouldn't be comfortable with that. You're dating a black girl and the brother is sitting there in a BLM shirt just looking at you all night. I'm going to slice you up, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I'd leave. No, I'm out. So that's what you got to do if you want to get rid of Whitey, because we don't like that confrontation. No way. Once you drop your friends with uh, people on body count, yeah. you're in. One thing that's wh- true. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. One thing Whitey hates about race relations is when Whitey's outnumbered. We're pretty loud when we've got the numbers. When we're outnumbered, we get quiet. Jesus, this shouldn't be happening. They're ruining fashion square. <laughs> that kind of thing. Go yeah. right ahead and dance look, with my date. Look what happens. Like Fiesta Mall started to get a little urban. I'm getting out of here. Whitey's just stopped going. Like, I don't like, there's too many. I don't know for me. I don't like being out White flight happened right there. Oh, at that's why it's, that's a yeah. real thing. That's what it was. White though, flight is a real yes. thing. When, it, when we get outnumbered, we leave. Yes. <laughs> it's just being a big chicken, but it's a fact. If you're at a dinner at this, well, I'm the only white guy here. <laughs> we don't like being the minority. When we have to relate to you, it's horrifying. We just run over to Arcadia real quick and breathe. Anyway, 
Sorry you're having a problem with your sister in that very flight, flight. Making <laughs> flight, flight. Very average six-inch wang your sister's taking. <laughs> I need my sister to take big dong. That's the only thing that'll make me sleep right. <laughs> Essentially, that's it. Think about what you're saying there. But thanks for the email, MK. Uh, there you go. That is what Brady did, and I think you did quite a good job there, Brady. You threatened white men's lives, and I think that's important. It's 98KUPD. That was what Brady did. ACDC right there, TNT, and we're just about out of here. Monday's almost in the books for us. Uh, it's Larry's birthday today, everybody. So uh, when you call Larry or you email Larry. Ladies. Yeah, always insert a photo of your honey hole <laughs> for Larry's birthday. Because it's a birth canal, and it's that's the full symbiosis of the meaning birth. Show the birth area of your body to Larry. And men, too, if you feel like showing your, your baby wand. I think that's a good idea as well. Larry would like to see both. Oh, Larry would love that. He thinks it's great. Uh, people are emailing. Still, just getting all oh, You guys are too nice to me. This is incredible. So all these emails that are being so kind about uh, my weekend where I lost my buddy, Dutchie. Uh, this one says, uh, heard about your rough weekend. No pun intended. I just wanted to say that we lost our dog in August and also went through happy endings. And it was uh, terribly sad, but they made the experience extremely comforting. So sorry for your loss. But just be happy you had Dutch in your life. And I am. And that is true. And I want to give them another quick shout because the, uh, Mike Fixler and uh, Dr. Fixler and his wife and everybody who works there, amazing human beings. So they made that process that is miserable so much better than it would have been in some cold, sterile room. You get to do it at home. Uh, it's called Happy Endings Pet Euthanasia. And they are soothing and kind and amazing and uh, couldn't have uh, asked for a better terrible experience with people that uh, you trust and like so i can't i can't promote them enough i can't say that that service is something that humans like me and anybody else don't need if you've got dogs and anything like that you just want to make sure that everything's done right comforted and it doesn't feel uh, awful it's not an easy decision, but when you have to make it, boy, you want people in your corner. They're the best. So thank you to Happy Endings and Dr. Fixler. Great, great, great service. Dr. Seuss name because it fits to the Fixler. The Fixler. Oh, the Fixler. Yeah, he's the Fixler, the twizzling Fixler. He's a great person. So I, I just admire them for everything. That was not easy. And doing that's way above and beyond. So thank you to them. Uh, and again, if you've got a pet, always remember that because someday you're going to have to make that choice. Probably. Uh, just keep them in mind because it is game-changing when you have to make that tough choice. So there you go. Uh, thank you, though, to everybody who emailed and said nice things. I appreciate it. It's not been easy. I hate it. But it's part of being a dog guy. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black. And it's a self-defense training system that you will need. They, they uh, We're talking, uh, went up there Friday, got some work in. I'm not kicking yet. Not throwing the kicks yet. The hip's not ready for that. But uh, getting some... Uh, some uh, Swiss ball, sitting on the on the Swiss ball fights going. Uh, sitting down, we're going to work on carjacking things. We're going to work on sit down across the table, disarming. Because you never know, what if you're sitting down and the dude across from you at a table pops a gun out? What do you do? There's ways around all that stuff. That RCAT system is unreal. Look it up. And then uh, start saying, wow, that's something I might want to be uh, thinking about. Also, I watched, I don't know if you guys watched this on HBO this weekend, but the uh, Insurrection the thing on HBO that showed the January's four hours at the oh, Capitol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you I see it? No, I didn't. Unreal. 
and uh, watching these police officers, I'm amazed more people didn't get killed. Uh, it, it should have, uh, both sides, it should have gotten so bad. And it wasn't good. And you watch it and you realize it was worse than you thought. Uh, but uh, the cooler heads prevailed like crazy. There were so many times a one cop gets tased with his own taser. He has to, uh, there, he didn't stand a chance. Like there's a self-defense thing and then there's just a mob mentality. Get out of there. But the, all these people kept their hands and like all the guns that that were there, they they held and they kept. And most of the time, if you're a guy who carries, uh, there's a statistic that says that gun's going to get used on you more than likely than you using it on someone else. Because most people don't understand, yeah, it's an extension of you and it makes you feel secure. But do you know what you're doing if somebody tries to take it from you? Brett did it with me, did yeah. the gun retention training, and it's a different animal. If somebody's, If a bad guy realizes you've got a gun and you're just standing there, and the drill, basically, with Brett, if I remember right, we just did a thing where you've got your eyes closed, you got your gun, and you feel somebody's hand hit it. What do you do? Yeah. And you got it. There's like, there's methods that end that in a second, uh, and you're in a fight. Somebody trying to take your gun, that's bad news. So they do gun retention. They do safety all the way around. You just have to get involved in this thing. You get in great shape. You get some stuff in your pocket. You're going to learn some things. You're going to love every second of it. It's a workout that makes you uh, energized and adrenalized. You just don't get this anywhere else. Get over there. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain. My man, Vin Diesel. Triple X! <laughs> I.O. He walked Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle. She, Meadow got married over the weekend. Somebody had to. Paul's not there anymore. Obviously. <laughs> Triple X is Meadow's godfather. So, it was his privilege to walk her down. The aisle, he teared up a little bit. Thank you, Mr. X. <laughs> That's what family does. Thanks, Vin. Thanks, Dom. Making fun of me. Did you read your uh, next script for Fast and Furious? What read? Right, never mind. We'll just film you. Root. Root. They gave him one line. You know what? We want you in this. We're going to pay an exorbitant amount of money. And all you have to do is say the word Groot. I bet you there's multiple takes. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not quite, Vin. Try again. Groot. There's an R in it, Vin. (laughs) Goat. No. Line. Groot. Groot. Nope. Yeah. No, sir. Duh. Try again. Say Vin. Vin. Hey, there's one. Group. Nope. <laughs> Take five. Hundred. <laughs> Here's a little list of authors that um, did not approve of the casting when their book was turned into a movie. Ooh, For example, cool. Anne Rice. She was upset that Tom Cruise oh, yeah. was in the stat in the interview with a vampire. But after seeing him, she called him up, took it back. She just realized her book job. was boring. Yeah. Stephen King did not like Jack Nicholson's performance as Jack Torrance in The Shining. Wow. But he did like Tim Curry's Pennywise for the It miniseries. Stephen um, King has terrible taste in making his movies uh, or his books movies. His movies, yeah. All Let's of Stephen King's, the ones that he was in charge of making, were horrible. The second he kind of let them go, they're all good. Misery, The Shining, 
Like the ones he didn't have much to Shawshank Redemption, the things he had less to do with were all good. Stand by me was one too. Stand by me, that's yeah. right. And the ones he didn't touch were great. The ones he was involved in, like Pet Cemetery and Cujo, and it was just Maximum awful. Overdrive. Maximum <laughs> Overdrive was terrible. <laughs> Ralph Dahl didn't like Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Idiot. He thought his performance was pretentious, insufficiently gay and bouncy. Yeah, it's true. And was at it? that time, that was probably no, a concern. It was on over the weekend, and it's yeah. it's fantastic. Stuff. It's still great. When I was walking around with that cane, the only thing I wanted to do was do a somersault and start singing. <laughs> Ken Kesey disapproved of Jack Nicholson playing Randall McMurphy in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I don't think anybody so liked me. too short and too shrewd. We had some celebrity deaths over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Peter Scolari. Yeah, New Bosom Show, Buddies. And Bosom Buddies. Um, if I'd have made a bet back in like 1983 when Bosom Buddies was on of which which person would be the star from that show, it would have been Peter Scolari. He, he was, was physical. He was way. funny. He was great. Never thought Tom Hanks was anything more than just this big do- dopey in the, sidekick. In the opening, he he catches that handball yeah. behind well, his back. Well, that should have Come on now. not been the thing that made you think he was going to be a star. <laughs> he but was athletic. <laughs> yeah, it's very. He was very athletic. I saw athletic when I looked at Peter Scolari. No, no. But still, you'd have thought he was, like, the talented one. James Michael Tyler. Wrong. Yep. Played Gunther, a central perk, barista, um, friends. Had cancer real bad. Yeah. 59. Oh, he died. Yeah, he died. Oh. Uh, Val Bisoglio. Val uh, that's me. No, so you're Finn Diesel. The guy Duh. was in everything from the 70s on up. I mean, talking like... Uh, he was Danny Tovo and Quincy M.E., the restaurateur. Come on. Quincy. I know he was in MASH. About. He was in McLeod. That's super you Italian know, looking. Tony you know Monero Sr. and you know Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was Tony's. Yeah. I was going to say he, yeah. was one of, he was in one of, he was Tony's dad. He touched his hair. Don't touch my hair. Don't touch my hair. What are you doing? God, I with all your dads. It's, yeah, that was, well, you know him from Quincy because he was the, that's the where Jack Klugman guy. used to go to drink every night. Uh, Quincy's still a great show. Brett was upset about this one. Um, sorry again, but I'll... Jay yeah. Black from Jay and the Americans, lead singer. He passed away. He was 82. Who's that, Brett? Uh, I Brady was crushed by it. I'm still... Yeah. Come a little bit closer was their smash hit in the 60s. Oh. They were like a cruddy Beach Boys kind of... They're Beach Boys light. Yeah, there's something between the 50s pop and the Beach Boys was Jay and the Americans. My uncle Doug used to listen to them. They didn't bridge it well, is what you're saying. Oh no, they were fine. It's just they weren't anything special. And Brady reporting this is a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> this is worse than his Instagram page. You should put a tribute up to Jay from Jay and the Americans on your terrible. I'll Instagram Photoshop page. a picture of me and Jay. Don't. Don't. <laughs> just put up a picture of you and any old man. I'll put man. Jay next to a praying mantis. No one's gonna. Here's know. a little Jay and the Americans. It's it's. Uh... it's gonna be- it's just kind of cruddy beach boys. <laughs> My mom had this. I was uh, 14 years old driving my uh, drunk uncle places while this played, and the bed of his truck had rusted out, and he made a new bed out of Stroh's cans. <laughs> it's almost like La Bamba. It should be in a Tarantino movie scene. Another one. There you go. Well, thank you very much, Jay and said Americans. Are the Americans dead as well? Or just Jay? 
I think there's a couple Americans left. All right, good. That's bad. So long, Jay. We hardly knew you. In fact, didn't at all. Come a little bit closer. Maybe we'll include him in Night of the Singing Dead and just watch everybody's (laughs) eyebrows go, huh? What is going on? What the hell is this? I'll I'll talk to the boys. It can't be hard to learn. Just get one guy go, on the trumpet, and we're gold. Uh, It's 10.06. Larry's birthday, everybody. Larry. Birthday, Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry. He is going crazy. Got cupcakes and... Everybody wish Larry a happy birthday today. Larry, the funny thing about Larry's birthday is every year, seems like, th- like he doesn't know how old he is. I don't know if it's the pot or if it's just the day-to-day, but every time you ask Larry how old are you, he's like, 44, 45. I'm like, no, that's not a question people answer with two. Like, you get, give me one. I'll call my sister is usually what he says. When did you graduate from high school? Uh... Graduate. Yeah, right. Jim. Anyway, so it's Larry's birthday. Everybody email Larry a picture of your birth canal so he knows. And then date Larry. That's what we should do. Give yourself to Larry for his birthday. How about that, Larry? Yeah. You can have at all the listeners today. You don't want to bang all the listeners? Okay. Most of you he doesn't want to have sex with. But the good <laughs> ones can still fire it over there. Uh, Larry is, uh, how old are you, Larry? Yeah, <laughs> do you know? Are you oh, sure this year? Yeah, no, he missed his 40th birthday by one, by the that way. Out, actually, <laughs> Remember yeah, that? Most of this year, I've been telling everybody I was turning 46. And you're not? No. How old are you? 45. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> when you were 39, year. you thought you were 39 and you were 40. You went the wrong way. No. Or was it the other way? I think that was the you're other 40, way. You were 40. No, you were 30. No, it had to be 38, 40. 39, because 40 was But you, you knew 40. I think I knew about 40. <laughs> think so i can never remember and then i always have to i always have to find out you know because my sister and i are five years apart so when her birthday comes up and this year she celebrated i'm 50 i'm 50 years old that means you are god i guess i'm 45 so you're five or six years apart five no no, i'm just saying don't confuse them but there's a uh, you're right i I just went down a bad math you're right never mind happy birthday (laughs) happy birthday it's larry's birthday everybody uh, it's 10.08. Uh, we're all done. Be kind to Larry. We will see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long. Until later. Bye. Forever.